Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Need more energy throughout the day? Looking for a kick to your workout? RockinThatIDLife.com has you covered with delicious flavors you've grown to love in tropical fruit and mixed berry, but now fall in love with the new fruit punch and orange flavors. Try them all at RockinThatIDLife.com. Realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage LLC makes the moving process easier. Work with a realtor who plays and studies the game and will work as hard as the boys on the ice to get you the best deal. Check out Mike on the web at strikewithmike.com and jumpstart your move today. That's strikewithmike.com. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a doink, bro. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> Are we like Ogilvorp? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Hey, Blues fans. I like to consider myself a friend of the show. This is TSN analyst and former Blues netminder Jamie McLennan. And here's Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio. Welcome to Episode 8 of Season 11 of Let's Go Blues Radio, which is Episode number 384 all the time. I'm Kurt Price. My co-host for the big post-game show are Bill Day and Jeff Ponder. Thank you for joining us. This is our St. Louis Blues postgame show after the uh, Blues knocked off the Blackhawks 5-2. to two. Uh, We are the often imitated, never duplicated, I'm thinking of a steak, a thick, choice, juicy steak. We're the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Special thanks to Dustin Paul at rockin.idlife.com, realtor Mike Burgoyne at strikewithmike.com, and Steve Albers at centerizebrewery.com for proudly sponsoring the show. Please check them all out. Also check out our online shop at letsgoblues.com for the very best in St. Louis Blues themed t-shirts at a fair price. It's Wednesday, November 16th, and we're streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. To interact with the show on social media, our handle is on the socials is at LGB Radio. Just search for us, you'll find us. And if you haven't already done so, please like, follow, subscribe, ring the bell, buy a t-shirt from our shop, and do whatever you can do to help us out. And we're also on Mastodon now. Uh, that platform has been uh, gaining steam recently as a Twitter alternative. So look for us on there. If you're a Mastodon user, uh, we cross post with Twitter. So uh, what we post on Twitter will let's, show up for Mastodon on, the, on hope, the show's account. Let's hope that Mastodon does not go extinct. Mm, nice. Mm. <laughs> you were saving mm-hmm. that all day. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> I'm tip out. You, tip your waitress. Uh, it's kind of cool over there, actually, Mastodon. Uh, it just uh, needs more content, I think. Uh, there's an edit button. You can post it. Uh, they call it a toot. It's not a tweet. It's a toot, over, <laughs> which I kind of love, actually. Yep. <laughs> you toot over at Mastodon. And there's an ed- you can, you can you post something, and you can edit it after. That's kind of cool. I uh, hear if you stand behind a Mastodon when it toots, it could kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that. I heard that somewhere. Uh, and there's also a dark mode, so don't forget to enable dark mode for your dark mode lovers. I was on uh, regular mode for a while. I'm like, this is too bright. Oh, it's dark mode. Very nice. 
Uh, so now we're on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Discord, Mastodon. Uh, and I think that's it, right? Friendster, we're no longer on Friendster. We had a falling out with Friendster people. Uh, the agenda for tonight includes discussion about, obviously, tonight's Blues-Blackhawks game, as well as uh, washed-up goalie Scott Darling publicly dragged St. Louis through the mud. Uh, we'll reflect on the uh, statement game versus Colorado on Monday. And Greg Wyshynski refuses to leave his blind advanced stats echo chamber and continues to get Blues goaltending wrong. Uh, all that and more on Let's Go Blues Radio. You ready to talk some hockey, boys? Eh. Eh. Wait, we're going to talk hockey? I mean, we can. Uh, that's, uh, that's why we're, I mean, we were, you know, waiting on Jeff. We were going to start about 20 minutes ago. Actually, I'm waiting on me, too. Bill was here first. Yeah, there was Bill. Wow, how about that? Oh, Bill. Right. <laughs> I know, and, and I'm like, you know, the slow one up the stairs after this one, and nobody's here. Actually, Kurt was here, but wasn't plugged in, so couldn't hear anything. Yeah, I was saying. busy. I was going to be ready in 10 minutes, and it'd be in 25. <laughs> that was pretty bad. Not my fault. Not my fault. No, it's yeah. no, and that's. I mean, let's face it. Whenever we're late, it's not our fault. It's our kids' fault. Right. Right. Sometimes the kids, you know, Always. you're like, you tell them to do something, and and you go do something while they're supposed to be doing something, like getting ready for bed, and you come back doing what you're doing to to finish up, and they hadn't even started what they're supposed to do. I was like, guys, yep. come on, let's go. Yep. I did yeah, hear there's... you get paged. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I did get paged. I was already up there though. Yeah, that is funny. Whenever every now and then you'll be getting ready for the show, and I'll be kind of sitting here, you know, messing with stuff here, and then I'll just hear "Daddy, Dad," and I'm like, yeah. "I don't have a kid that says that." <laughs> oh, that yeah. must be at Kurt's house. Yep, yeah. <laughs> that's my kids. They, uh, yep. we have the, the Google Homes in every room, and they we use intercoms, and so they take, they're too late. They're lazy kids. They just don't want to come down and ask me something. Right. Well, and, and for me, there's there's just a lot. Honestly, there is a ton going on in my life right now. So life has just been very hectic. I, this is going to sound bad, and we're, we're going to get into this in a second. But I'm looking forward to Sunday, the day after Saturday, because, goddamn boys, I'm dealing with a lot here. <laughs> with the tournament? The pressure of the cup yes. will be off. <laughs> yes. I'm looking forward. I don't care if I lose all the games. I just want... As much fun as Saturday is, I am looking forward to it being over because it has been it has been a, a stressor this year for sure. So speaking of which, um, you still looking for skaters for the Ponder Cup? A few? Yeah, uh, two skater spots open, potentially one by morning. Um, hopefully none by morning. We'll see. But uh, yeah, so if you're interested in playing Stanley Ponder Cup Memorial Tournament, uh, drop in stl.com is where you can find out more information that is drop in stl.com and uh yeah uh, if you just want to come on saturday um i'll show you guys this stuff really quick something i know bill is interested in yeah um patrick about what, about what time the raffles be drawn uh don't worry about it for you bill uh, I will have your back if you can't stay late, but typically the jerseys go last, so that'll be right before the championship game. There you go. And then nice. we got uh, the one more bad boy here. So for the podcast, folks, this you were holding up the Montreal jersey, and then now it's the uh, Blues, the Montreal Wild jersey, and now Blues. Yes. Who's that? That's a winner this classic. Is a, winter classic. This is a winter classic uh, Braden Shin jersey Ooh. here. Uh, last year's winter classic. Yes, last year's one of classic. So yeah, those both those jerseys are up for raffle. But yes, 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 22. technically. 22, January 22. 22. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a good time. Uh, again, if you want to show up for the raffles, that really, Bill, our tournament we have pushed it up a lot. So it starts at eleven, and the last game ends at nine. So oh. it's not like we're asking people to stay until eleven like we used to. So. If you want to, if you want to show up and, and bid on these big items, the big items always go last right before the championship game, which starts about eight fifteen. Um, yeah. Show up before that. Put your raffle tickets in. You'll have a good chance. No, well, I don't want to tell you I'll have a good chance of winning. You won't. But you put in enough tickets, you will. I think last yeah. year one of the Blues games, uh, uh, Jason Miller put a hundred tickets in one, and oh uh, which you know they're they're a dollar a ticket. Um, so. He ended up winning, and he was so shocked. I'm like, why are you shocked? You put 100 tickets in one. Of nice. course you're going to win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's timing-wise, that actually will work pretty well. I was planning on uh, going and paying my mom a visit, and she's halfway out to Queenie. So, um, you know, can head out there after that, be there for uh, the last couple games. Uh, Austin says he'll be there late this year, so – you're playing, Austin. I'm a little confused by that. Maybe um, maybe he means he won't be there for the start of the tournament, but, but he'll be there for his team's first game. No, I he, think what well, he's saying is he'll be there for the championship game. Oh, that is what he's saying. Okay, I get it. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll see. You know what, Austin? I think he's played in the championship every year he's played, but his team has not won. So It's kind of like Pat Maroon. for second place. He's the Pat yeah. Maroon of the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then uh, he means I mean staying late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be and and also too, if you for whatever reason you got plans Saturday and you won't be you know you won't be able to make it out to the tournament till say nine nine thirty, but you still want to show up, come over and have a beer. We'll we'll all be hanging out there until at least midnight. So um, show up, bid on stuff, come play if you're available. Uh, like I said, two skater spots available. Go to dropinstl.com for more on that. Either way. It's a great time on Saturday. Hope to see you boys out there, and hope to see a lot of you out there as well that are listening. Uh, the official beers of this episode, it's three. We're, we're through, on episode 384, is that right? 384, yeah. That, 384. That's what it says in the yearbook, Jim. <laughs> that's beautiful. I love it. Uh, you can follow each of us on the Untapped app. My handle is CPRICE12. Jeff's at JPON94. And Bill's is BillyBlueNote33. What do you got, sir? We we are celebrating a four-game win streak tonight. So I, I brought out the heavy artillery. And actually, the first time I think I've ever had this beer from this brewery. And this is this is damn good beer. So I have... Oh, wrong way. Oh. Death's Tar by Revolution Brewing. I, it's huh. a 14.8% ABV... Whoa. Imperial Stout. Nice. Bill will not be working tomorrow. How, <laughs> how, I will I will not be working well how is tomorrow. It? <laughs> it is uh it is incredibly boozy, as you would expect mm-hmm. at fourteen point eight percent. Um really, really heavy. Um and yeah, it's exactly what I was hoping it would be. And love the name. As as I said in my my untapped post, that's no moon. It's a boozy ass space station. <laughs> Very cool, Jeff. What do you got? Uh, I did not tweet mine out on purpose because my beverage of the episode is not a beer. Uh, uh, I know we ended up winning 
but I couldn't help myself. After what we talked about last week, my beverage of the episode is chocolate milk. Oh, nice. Mm. Yeah, but Mm-mm good. <laughs> you know, it's funny because Teal Town had a podcast last night, and they and I I jumped in at the end of it, and I just to say hi, you know, and that those that was the show we had the wager with for the San Jose game, and we won. And so I I was under the impression that they were going to uh, do the chocolate milk, right? Wasn't that the yeah. and 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 uh, he and uh, Eric said to me in the show, better get your chocolate milk ready to me. I was like, I don't thinking what for. <laughs> we we didn't lose the bet, so I don't know. Maybe they're. Uh, I don't know if they they've done it yet or they haven't done it yet or they think we're going to. You guys or, were. I don't know. You guys were talking on Twitter about making a reverse bet. Basically, you were going to bet on the Sharks. He is was that bet on the Blues? Do you, oh, do you think that's what the issue is? Maybe I they didn't don't understand know. what the bet was. I hope not. <laughs> Probably. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny. I never agreed to drink a gallon of milk anyway. That's uh, absurd. Matt Harris. Yeah, I, I'm literally drinking a glass of milk. Oh, yeah. Matt Harris says, Pepsi and- Jeff, mix Pepsi and your chocolate milk. Is that a real thing? It is a real thing. Actually, uh, Laverne from Laverne and Shirley was a big drink uh, on the show, was a big drinker of milk, just white milk and Pepsi. But chocolate milk and Pepsi Whoa. is something else. Yeah, it's supposed to be pretty good. I mean, yeah. Huh. I think it looks like a cream soda kind of a thing. Interesting. Yeah, I might actually. We got some Pepsi upstairs. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll try it right now. Yeah, you yeah, should try it with white milk and chocolate milk. We'll sample of each and see how it tastes. Yeah, you know what? What's the ratio? Uh, when we take our first break, I will run up and grab a Pepsi, and I'm going to try this on air, Matt okay. Harris. You got to look up the ratio. How much milk do you add per per? Oh, you know, how many ounces? Call. Yeah, is it half and half, one to one? Uh, so I I do want to say last week, I said my beer. You know, desperate times called for desperate measures, and I had to break out the big gun. I had to break out the stag last week, remember? And we have not lost since I had stag on the show. Mm-hmm. I just want to give credit to stag for the Blues four-game winning streak now. Um, I'll give it, I'll, I'll give you that. I didn't yeah, go, as long I, as we're not crediting you, we right. will credit no, 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 stag. No, sure. I didn't. No, if I had brewed the beer, then yeah. But uh, I didn't go back to the stag well. So I figured we'll just let that, let that stag ride. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, but I did want to go that with works. Yeah, you know, I mean, hey, I, there's still a lot of fuel left in that stag. I'm mean, we got at least four more games in that stag beer. If the Blues can pull it off. They are apparently the internet says basically half and half. So FC one so one to one. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I will I and it says three ice cubes. So I'm going to give that a shot. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> um so the Forehands came out with a um uh, cereal stout pack. And uh, I have the uh, cinnamon and sugar mm. chocolate milk stout with cinnamon and sugar from Four Hands in Brewery in St. Louis. How? I've not had it? it yet. I just poured it. So let's... Oh, here we go. This is an on air. Oh, boy. Ooh, that's and pretty good. And how is it? That's really that's good. good. That's good. Cinnamon toast crunch. Yeah, kind of. Um, I, I tell you what, they have a Fruity Flakes one, which is supposed to mimic like uh, Fruity Pebbles. And they have a. Uh, triple chocolate cocoa thing it's supposed yeah. to be like kind of like count chocolate or something like that uh both of those cocoa puffs. cocoa puffs yeah both of those not great um didn't like the now fruity the fruity flakes paired with gummy bears which i tweeted out i didn't like the fruity flakes by itself it wasn't good 
but then you pair it with gummy bears and get them both mixed up in your mouth, and it's surprisingly really, really good. <laughs> so just have a bag of gummy bears on hand if you if you get the uh, Fruity Flakes milk stout from Four Hands. And I actually had a Snickers with the cocoa triple chocolate one, and that was pretty good. So maybe maybe the <laughs> I don't know eat, eat it, drink it with candy. <laughs> but this is good on its own. Yeah, that's good. That's the best one of the three. Easy. Uh, We will get into tonight's Blues-Blackhawks game right after this word from ID Life. Every beer league hockey night, I grab my hockey bag and sticks and throw them in the trunk of my car. And the very next thing I do, I mix up a boost of energy courtesy of RockinThatIDLife.com. It's formulated to break up its delivery in three ways, which helps me get through all three periods of hockey. Phase one provides a rapid onset of energy, concentration, alertness, and motivation. By period two, I'm receiving a dose of sustained energy, increased focus, metabolism, cognitive function, performance, and feeling of well-being, which I need with the way I play. In phase three, I'm getting fatigue protection without jitters and crash, an elevated mood and a reduction of fluid retention to help me make the big play when it counts. This same triphasic approach helps me when I drink it during work hours or simply just for a pick-me-up when I need it. Try one of the four energy flavors by visiting rockinthatidlife.com, but make sure to email Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. That's rockinthatidlife.com. Uh, so on on my, okay, so okay, so Blues had won three straight. Okay, they had the eight game losing streak, which everyone was uh, depressed and confused and angry and irritated about. Um, but uh, so then they beat San Jose. You know, since our last show, they beat San Jose, and they and which was you know okay, not that unexpected. You know, San Jose was struggling too, so we beat them. And then the big test was Vegas. You know, best team in the league, right? And then they had a what was it, an eight game winning streak, and then we beat Vegas. And it's like, oh, wow, okay, um, great. And they played really well. And then the, the game against Colorado, so it's three straight. It's like, wow. And then it's okay, we're, we're feeling pretty good coming against uh, into the Chicago game uh, earlier tonight. And then uh, <laughs> Scott Darling uh, uh, decides to, I don't know, wants to reignite the rivalry, I guess, <laughs> or uh, piss off Blues fans or irritate, you know, you know how it is with when someone calls out your city. You know you get people getting all upset. Um, it was uh, it was pretty funny. So that kind of set the stages for set the set the stage for tonight in some ways. Uh, if you're not familiar with what uh, he said, let's see if I can get it on. By the way, the uh, uh, before you're doing that, working on the, uh, the 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 Pepsi and chocolate milk. Unfortunately, I only have wild cherry Pepsi. I do not have regular Pepsi. That can't that but can't be. Well, it's actually not bad. It's pretty good. Um, I would like to try it with regular Pepsi. It's not something I would drink all the time. That's a lot. But it's really not bad. You poured it's a big bad. cup. That's you went. Uh, what if you didn't like it? You should have went Dixie cup. I would. I would have <laughs> drank it anyway. <laughs> all right. So I don't waste stuff in this house. <laughs> okay, so uh, this is what Scott Darling said. If you hadn't heard, oh, he said. Yeah. I think all he said was, "I'm a douchebag. I'm a douchebag. Well, I'm a douchebag. I never made it to the NHL." Okay, he said, hey, it's, "Look, I'm a douchebag in a turtleneck." To quote, he looks like he looks like Ruth Bader Ginsburg, 
the male, like a ginger version of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the way he dresses. His shoulders are so tiny. He looks so frail. And he looks like an 80-year-old woman sitting in church. Uh, this way he dressed. He looks so like, it does, it's a weird look. Creepy. But, he, but, he, but here's what he said. It's the worst, talking, referring to St. Louis. It's the worst city in the country, the worst place to play, and was the first team on my no-trade clause agreement. So, instantly. And then the Chicago, uh, NBC Sports Chicago, shares that clip. You know, oh, to, they, and they knew it was, was going to sure. get attention. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, this is going to fire up Blues fans, and it's going to be hilarious. Absolutely, and and it did. Oh yeah, it, it wasn't only it wasn't only fans that got fired up. Though. Sure, and I think you know, and this is just more trash talk coming from a Chicago or former Chicago athlete um, directed towards St. Louis because Chris Bryant did this what a few years ago, um, calling St. Louis boring, <laughs> like. <laughs> Like this is what, what what Darling said was much more harsh, you know. Brian just said the St. Louis city was boring. Uh, Darling went. Uh, oh, this guy balls went, of the went wall. after us. Oh yeah, so it was funny. And the funny thing is, at least Chris Bryant is good at his sport. Yeah, uh, Darling was. I mean, he had <laughs> he 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 kind of saved Chicago in that one series in the playoffs, and then had some okay numbers with Chicago for a couple of years, and then nothing, and got bought out after you know what, had no, a four year contract. Put, got bought no, out. By put Florida, Bill Day in that, in that Chicago. Well, he played for Carolina and got bought Day out by Florida. In that, in that Chicago lineup, and I guarantee Bill puts up good numbers. Well, he yeah. put. I mean, come on. That, he was traded to Carolina. He was traded to Carolina, and uh, that, no, he was signed with Carolina, and then was yeah. traded to Florida for the sole purpose of Florida buying his contract buyout. out after two yeah. years in Carolina. They didn't want to. They he was terrible in Carolina, cool. and he was done. That, oh, he was done. That was he was an AHL goalie. Yeah, no, he wasn't the, even that. He was Chicago lineup where the um the the first great feel good e-bug story actually got into a game um and had a good, you know, the CPA from the Chicago suburbs, I I forget his name. Um he did well with the Hawks, so of course yep. Darling did well. Well, Foster. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Scott, Scott Foster. Foster. Yeah. 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 For and I and a lot of the response and Kelly Chase responded, you know, who gives you a no trade clause? <laughs> a player like you. And that was and then what I said is is yes. valid too. Right. And that was wasn't as funny as what Kelly Chase said because it's coming from Kelly Chase. But like the fact that he had a no trade list, I'm like, well, I think there's 29 teams that had a no acquire list for you. <laughs> and, and it's funny because somebody said I don't know what was I don't know who said it if it was one of you guys or somebody else. But they were like, yeah, like he wouldn't have loved to have been traded to St. Louis to extend his career. You know, when he got bought out, you know, yeah. I'm, oh, yeah. he would have played here in a second for whatever amount yeah. of money. No, and, and I'll say, I listen, I mean, it's so it's been a lot of fun just shit-kicking Scott Darling on, <laughs> on social media for the last 48 hours. But I'm going to tell you, and I said this too, I love it. I fucking love it. Shit on St. Louis as much as you want. Because you know what? At the very least, your Blackhawks team that you're having to report on is fucking terrible. So let's try and ignite that rivalry any way we can. So go ahead. Shit talk St. Louis. We'll come right back at you. I I agree completely. This is kind of the – I mean, I've said before, I I enjoy chaos. I love controversy. Give All day long. This is – this stuff's fun. Uh 
it, it, it kind of gives a, it takes sports to a different level of fandom, right? When you're, when you're not just cheering on the, the sport on the ice, you've got like sideshow shit in the background that does also yep. on your mind. That's fun. I like that stuff. Well, and it's the fact that like, I didn't, I didn't watch the pregame show. I wish I would have, but even Alexa Dat, who's new to St. Louis and you know, she's going to defend us, sure. but still she posted on Twitter She's got something to say about it. I wish that I could see a clip of it, but like it, it set up everybody. It wasn't just, you know, people like me and you with the podcast on Wednesday nights and just fans in general, Kelly chase was, right. was all over it. Like you said, yeah. there's been you, other reporters you don't, that have said stuff. he got a Hey buddy out of Kelly chase. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. don't, you don't shit all over St. Louis and Kelly chase will, will he'll jump all over you. If yeah, I mean, I, you can disagree with Kelly Chase about uh, a lot of stuff he posts out there, but when it comes to blues hockey and the city of St. Louis, he will oh, fight yeah. you to the death. So you got to love Chaser yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. That's uh, yeah. I I mean, the the full context of Chaser's thing basically, you know, somebody gave you you know a, a no trade clause <laughs> what the fuck and you know we wouldn't have acquired you because you know our thought was you know, let's call up the guy that was otherwise going to go to the echl and he was a cop so yeah yeah we didn't need you yeah our, our scouting department was was good enough to not want to trade for you <laughs> yeah exactly yep so anyway um <laughs> uh, game two of the mom's trip was tonight uh, the Blackhawks came into tonight's game three points ahead of the Blues, sitting at 6-6-3, six, six, 15 points, and they had lost three of the last four. Uh, Blues went undefeated last season versus Chicago and, are, and are current, were currently coming into this game, riding a three-game win streak, a win versus San Jose, Vegas, and Colorado. Uh, a win tonight for the Blues would see the Blues jump over Arizona in their quest to climb back into the standings uh, after losing eight straight start uh, earlier this season. Uh, Hawks started uh, Arvid Soderblom, and when I first heard the name, I thought, oh, he was on head of the class, wasn't he? Arvid? <laughs> um, he was 2-2-1. Two, two, and one. Good numbers this year. 9-3-1 save percentage with 2.6 GAA. Uh, it was eight, only his eighth career start in the NHL uh, and his first ever start versus the Blues. Uh, Pareko was a late scratch for this game uh, after playing 25 minutes, I think it was, versus Colorado on Monday. So Tyler Tucker made his NHL debut filling in for Pareko tonight. Um, guys, I just want to ask, I mean, you guys stopped watching Blues games, right? Like, yeah. after the eight-game losing streak, you just completely stopped watching. All we need to do is look at analytics. I don't watch Blues games at all. Tell us- I form my, uh, I, my total opinion is formed by stats. That's all. Yeah, I, all yeah. I got to do is look at the stats. I don't even watch hockey anymore. Mm-hmm. I've stopped watching. Don't have to. Because I understand the game. Because, I yeah, you don't have to don't watch have to. it stats anymore. Are, stats are just all encompassing. analytics. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. all you got to do. Sure. So that's what I do every night. I look at the analytics and I say, ha, I know more than anyone who watched those games. <laughs> right. And, and in fact, I'm going to go uh, uh, call somebody and tell them they're wrong. Uh, you know, a journalist. Yeah. Uh, wait, wait a minute. Wait online. A minute. Wait a minute. You're the idiot that watched the two and a half, three yeah. hours of that yeah. game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you moron. You could have just looked at the stats. It's like cliff notes in high school. Ah, same thing as reading the book. It's cliff yeah. notes. No, it's better, but it's better. It is better because you get it's like yeah, it's like DVR and a fast forward the commercials. You have more time to do you other get stuff. A better understanding of the game by looking at stats. Sure, it's, it's so great. It, it saves me so much time. Right, 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 right. Um, <laughs> if you have no idea what we're talking about, we'll get into that later. Yeah, it has to do with a certain ESPN writer <clears throat> who I have now unfollowed and muted. Mm. Um, it takes a lot to get a mute from me. Uh, I've done it. 
to a hand, to a number of people actually, but it takes a lot. You got to annoy me pretty severely. He annoyed me pretty severely. Yeah, he's getting up there. <laughs> he's getting up there. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, he he started souring on me. I used to used to love, especially puck you daddy. Know, when when he was at Yahoo and yeah. the whole puck daddy thing. It was the best hockey coverage out there. It was good, but yeah, you know. And, and I'm not saying that the move to ESPN, you know, spoiled his shtick. I as you know, he he wound up becoming a little, you know, got away from what worked at Puck Daddy, and um, yeah, he's. <laughs> Likes likes to likes to troll. He he really does like to troll. I, I remember oh, when yeah. he came to town for the uh, the Winter Classic um, that we hosted here. Um, showed up to a um, a game time hosted meet and greet yep. wearing a Scott Stevens jersey. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. the so, still sore subject for any yeah. Blues fan who was around in that era. Yeah. Yeah. And is Greg Wyshynski, by the way, that we're talking about? If we didn't say that, <laughs> yes, we did not. No, but we'll we'll, we'll talk more about we'll get to that later. Yeah, yeah. And Jr. posted something today too that was kind of I thought was great. Oh yeah. yeah. No, I, so uh, talking about your last point you made before I derailed us, uh, I was very excited to see Tyler Tucker play. Um, I've been kind of pumping his tires for the last year or so. Uh, we had an episode uh, during the Past to the Future episodes a couple summers ago where we talked about him with somebody who's watched a lot of his games. Uh, he's a kid. He's a seventh-round pick, um, and he has clawed, clawed, scratched his way to to being a notable, good NH, or AHL defenseman. So I was very excited to see him get the nod tonight. Um, very happy for him, for his family, and very cool to see. Again, I don't know what his ice time was. I know it wasn't much, but seeing him out there was awesome and uh, just a, a, a mission accomplished type moment for a kid like him yeah i'm gonna pull up his stats here because i didn't i didn't hear his name called a whole lot tonight um which, no, you know, as far as the defenseman goes that's probably good <laughs> that's great um, yeah that's what you want sure yeah <laughs> just do your job third pairing defenseman don't call your name a lot that's good yeah. uh, let's see uh tucker 11 minutes 1105 oh, that's actually more than i was thinking he'd get he got, uh, yeah, it was uh, the least amount of the defense one, obviously, but, um, and it was the, let's see, Pitlick and Alexandrov got less. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the le- least amount of the team. Uh, no, that's, and that's great. Good for him. I'm, I'm, again, you said it. We didn't notice him. So that's a great yeah. thing for a defenseman in his first game. Yep. Unlike uh, Samarokov or whatever that defenseman is we got (laughs) his first NHL game, we saw him a lot (laughs) in his first game. And it's funny because because that was a a little while back now, right? And and if if someone mentions – remember that game where the the rookie defenseman – oh, yeah, that guy. You don't forget that game. No. Right. (laughs) And then we traded for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it'd be a great redemption story if he if he works out. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I as far as Tyler Tucker goes, I I didn't get to watch the first uh, period and a half. Um, so I I was listening on uh, on my way home tonight on the radio, and um, it sounded like there was one one play where he stepped up and you know just narrowly missed a really good hit, but it was a great step up, um, and also had a really you know, nice shot on goal from the point. Again, 
I didn't get to see it. Not but. not as great of a hit as Pujnevich, uh laid in the second period <laughs> to get an interference call. Oh my god! Let me tell you, oh my standing god. still. What, what a dick! He was. I mean, it, and it's not like he he got there and stood still for a half second to get, you know, and knew what he was doing. He was there for a couple of seconds. <laughs> yeah, he Before. was stopped at the blue line waiting to go on. Yeah, and I mean, he's allowed to stand there. I mean, it's not. Yeah. It's so weird. It was such a J- terrible. Jamie Rivers said it perfectly in the broadcast. He said, you've got to let him have his ice. Yeah. And yeah, that He's... was his ice. So he... a guy runs into him. He gets a penalty for standing his ground. What was the first two calls? I didn't even know those, he was there. Those first two calls. I didn't even know he was coming. That, that, that holding call on Letty was complete bullshit. Yeah. Uh, Letty, Letty reached out and put his hand on him and just gave him a little shove and they called it a hold. I was like, what is that? I thought they were going to call hooking. What are you seeing? I thought they were going to hooking yeah. because his stick was up in his up in his waist a little bit. I thought, well, they got him for a weak hook. No, it was a hold. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. That was terrible. <clears throat> I will weak say. was the original name of Captain Hook. I don't know if you knew that. Waist hook? Weak hook. Waist hook. <laughs> weak hook. Weak hook. Weak hook. <laughs> um, I was going to say the um, – there was something on that, you know, during that call on the radio that made me feel ancient. And that was, um, you know, Kerber uh, talking about the, the penalty and how uh, two Blues veterans stepped up to go talk to the rookie ref. And the veteran, uh, the one veteran he referenced was Rob Thomas. Wait, he's a seasoned veteran now? Holy shit, he is. Yeah, he is. He, he's. He's played 23. Feels like he's been around the way too long. God, I felt old when he said that. Did nobody? I, I'm looking back at the uh, comments uh, in the show. Nobody. Yeah, nobody got the intro. Uh, I put that out. Didn't really publicize it too much. Posted on Twitter a few times about the uh, during our intro in the show when the show started. There is a reference to a uh, a, a product, a commercial. Um, and uh, if you and the first person to name it can get a sticker pack from the show. So uh, here's the problem. Yep. Looking at the comments, it's all young people. <laughs> and sorry, and Ken Morris. Uh, Ken Morris is not a St. Louis native. Well, I'll tell you what. So he's the only one that could get it. Well, but he's not from St. Louis. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, the f- first person timestamp to, um. Post, tag the show, tag LGB Radio on Twitter um, with the correct answer. We'll send you some stickers. And and just, just so we were reminded, what is it again? It's in the intro. Uh, there's a reference to a St. Louis product or commercial. I was saying say it again. Oh, 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 the the okay reference. Okay, it's right here. Yeah, well, why not? Just give it, give it, sure. give it one more shot for anybody who maybe didn't pay attention. I'm thinking of a steak, a thick choice juicy steak there you go there you go oh lobster that's not fair i'm out of here there you go (laughs) pretty Um, close yes pretty close so uh yeah this this game um it had all the makings for the blues to lose right they go in they play vegas they play well they play colorado play well i mean and just the way that game ended how amazing that was and so it's like, well, they're going to go to Chicago and just shit a brick, right? Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I was just waiting for it, and it never happened. Yeah, they played a good game. Well, 
I, I was weird with this game because I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel that vibe like that was going to happen. But obviously, it could have, right? I mean, they just played mm. two really good games against two really good teams. Um, the natural progression is to have a have a drop off, right? A letdown game. Um, didn't happen. Um, so that's pretty cool. I um, didn't feel the vibe at all during the game. I was feeling it going in. Yeah, well, when the game first started, I thought Chicago had some decent zone time, um, and it was kind of back and forth. Uh, I thought, okay, well, Chicago's coming. They're, they want to win. Uh, they're, they're coming to play. Um, but then, you know, about halfway through the first period, it kind of it just started to tilt the other way for the Blues, and they had the better the play most of the rest of the game. So um, I thought um, – you know, well, first period, fantastic glove save by Bennington, two on one, one of the better saves. You don't see many better glove saves than that. That was fantastic. Sliding great, across, two on great. one. It's going in just inside the post. And uh yeah, snags it. It doesn't hit his glove. Tell me, he has to have it up to get, catch it. it. It we're we're pretty good in my house of like when the game's on, there's not a whole lot of conversation. You know, every every now and then we all do it. We'll be in the middle of like some kind of serious discussion, uh, watching the game, and then something like that happens, and you just jump up. Yeah. Whoa! Yeah, it's always and that's exactly what happened. My wife and I are Me having too. this serious discussion about something, and the minute that happened, it's like I completely forgot my wife was even there, and I was just like, ah, "Whoa! What a save! What were we talking about? <laughs> Oops! Sorry." <laughs> oh, we have a we have a bit of a controversy here in the uh, chat. Mm. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say okay. So the Meeker says what, what was arbiter? Yeah, the 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 Meeker says what was Dan Deardorff's place as the answer to the uh, to the question we had the, uh, the intro, and that's not quite right. And then Austin Lynch says Deardorff and Hart Steakhouse, which is correct. But employees of the show are not eligible. <laughs> <laughs> He's not an employee of the show. Right, I tell you what. Tell you what, here's what we do. The Meeker was close. I say we give it to him. And Austin, I will see you on Saturday. I'll bring you some stickers. Yeah. They both win. All right. All right. The Meeker, uh, go ahead and uh, DM L- at LGB Radio or at Kurt Price or whatever. Uh, your contact info if you want, and we'll uh, we'll shoot you over some stickers. Or email it to us at radio at com. That works, too. <clears throat> Matt Harris says, uh, Matt "Yeah, Harris, that Bennington glove save was sexy. It was. Yes, it and was. I agree with you, Jeff. That uh, I, I was in the kitchen watching it, and I said, "Oh my God, Bennington!" And my daughter's in the other room, and she goes, "What? What? I missed it! I missed it!" And she ran in. I said, "All right, let's rewind it." <laughs> yeah, I, it's it was so odd. It, 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 like I said, it happens in this house maybe once a week at most, but. It was one of those moments where it was a pretty serious discussion, and I just totally cut her off. It was just like, I got to react to this. You know, <laughs> sorry, honey. <laughs> uh, then Callie Rosen puts the booze up one nothing with his fourth point in his last four games. A shot from the point that goes off Hawk defenseman Alec Regula, uh, glove side on Soderblom. Uh, you know, take the bounce. Uh, you put the, sh- uh, you put the, what do they say? That you, uh, there's never a bad shot on goal, which I disagree with. There are bad shots on goal, but uh, uh, you put the puck on net, good things happen. That's what happened here. Why do I feel like with these Blackhawks names, Alec Regula 
what's the solder Soderblom. 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 Yeah. Uh, whatever his first name is. I. Why do I feel like with these names, it's like when you buy like a generic hockey game mm-hmm. and like like on the PS4, <laughs> right. and it, it's not licensed by the NHL, so it's just a right. bunch of random hockey names. Right. I feel like right. Both these names belong there. <laughs> yeah, I I was gonna say, um, and I I don't you know. Drake Kajula, right? Former Blackhawk Drake Kajula. That's what I thought of at first. And then Soderblom. All I could yeah. think of was this guy. Oh, Soderstrom. For the podcasters. Soderstrom. Yeah. Tommy Soderstrom had yep. an amazing run uh, for Team Sweden. A um, couple good years in Philly, a couple good years on the aisle. But uh, yeah. Every, definitely, every time. Definitely meet- felt like Dollar Tree. Yeah. <laughs> acquisition Dollar Tree players Chicago Blackhawks. <laughs> Every time I I meet somebody named a grown person, a grown adult named Tommy, I think of Tommy Soderstrom. Every time. Okay. Like I want to say that to them. Like, oh, like Tommy Soderstrom. But I'm like, you'll have no idea who that is. <laughs> took a took a wicked slap shot from Steve Larmer off that cage. And I used to wear that 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 exact cage style that he used and that that's difficult like that that has some really good protection he took uh it was the one of the canada cups took a slap shot off the face from steve larmer and it totally bloodied his face mm. it's just one of the scariest moments Austin lynch said uh, i'm gonna need some lgb sponsor stickers for my helmet you know we don't have any uh helmet size stickers we should get some yeah i was gonna say the uh, that's a good idea actually i would i would wear those too yeah um, but yeah, I mean, I guess the the smallest one is like this one. I mean, yeah. Look, look at the size of that compared to my head. That's right. pretty big. Right. And your head's huge. So. Right. Yes. Very right. large head. Yes. <laughs> this this is actually the size of a you, normal person's you can't, head. You can't put your head next to it for scale. You got to use a banana or something That's that true. everyone knows the size or, of. Uh, or a Pepsi. How about that? A Pepsi can. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So a terrible call on Letty to end the first period. Uh, which we talked about it was not a penalty, um, but the Blues killed it off. Second period, uh, and Jordan Kyrou scored his sixth of the season, leads the team about five minutes into the second period. Fantastic backhand pass by Letty across the grain to Kyrou uh, in the zone, who stick handles across the middle, which as he was doing this, I was like, shoot, 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 shoot. What are you yep. doing? And Because yep. he's, he's had a problem in the season of doing this and waiting too long and never getting a shot away or getting it poked away or whatever. Um, but was the right play this time created, you know, it got goalie to go down and all he had to do was beat the defenseman uh, was trying to make the save uh, in the net, which you can yeah, do. Yeah. I was trying to pull up Pareko from a couple of weeks ago yes. where he literally tried to play goal and right. kept Bennington from making the save. Right. But uh, no, this, uh, and this is this is what Kyrou does that makes him good. When he's on his game, that's the right play to make for him. When he's off his game, he's losing the puck. He's getting poke checked. He just doesn't have that confidence, that swagger that he needs. When he's on his game and he's playing well like he is now, uh, I expect him to make this play. I look at it and I say, yeah, don't listen to me when I'm saying shoot, shoot, shoot. Do whatever you got to do and you're going to score the goal because you've got the swagger right now. And he, he had it tonight. He, that was a great play. Um, oh, and the maker in the chat says, uh, it's okay. Austin got correct. Hey, no, 
send shoot us your email. We'll, we'll uh, shoot us your address. We'll uh, we'll send you some anyway. We want to send you some. We've got Don't we've got speaker. yeah we got stickers to burn here. So we'll get we'll happily give them away. I literally use <clears throat> our stickers as firewood. <laughs> That's how many we have. I, my base was flooded with them. <laughs> um. So it was a big goal for the Blues, put it on 2-0 after killing off the penalty to start the th- second. Um, and then the Hawks scored. Uh, Kane, the Domi, to every time I say Athanasiu's Athen- Athen- last name, I can't say it. <laughs> um, I just want to say happy to see you, right? Um, happy to see you. Happy to see you. Athanasiu. Ant? And? No, it's Ath. Ant? No, there's no Ant. Athens. Yeah. That's what I thought I said. Athens. He got Athenasio. it. See, yeah. <laughs> you're trying, At, now you're, I'm not saying right. you're trying to, the words lost all the words lost all. Yeah. Mean. And when you try and say a name instead of just talking, if you try and say it correctly, you usually fuck it up. Um, yeah. But he, he, I feel he, like it's I fun to see you. Uh, <laughs> uh, who got in behind Letty, who drifted way out of position on this goal. You watch on the replay. It's like, Letty, come on, dude, what are you doing? He's, I mean, uh, and then he came in with speed. I mean, we shot out of a cannon right at the middle. I guess that's Letty's defense. Didn't see him come up the middle. Um, thought he had more time, but he came he, out of a cannon right at the middle. Um, came in with speed on Bennington. And I wanted to ask, and, and made a nice move uh, to beat Bennington. And I wanted to ask Bill, uh, the goalie on the panel, um, as a goalie, and you see something like this where a guy comes shooting up out of the middle with speed way faster than anybody else. And he and he and and you don't have time to really go out and come out of the goal as far as you want to challenge and back off as much as you want. What are you hoping for? Just like a reaction type save or what? I mean, because you're kind of stuck. Yeah, I mean, you hope you have time to identify who it is so you can maybe quickly get to what their tendencies are. But when it's somebody that fast, it's kind of hard to do. And yeah, I mean, in that situation, I I probably try to seal everything down low and um, spread myself out. Okay. Tough. Yeah. I, I mean, it is, I felt bad for Bennington because it's like he comes in with speed and he came out to like the top of the crease, but couldn't come out any farther. And then he just gets beat. I mean, it's just coming in so fast. Um, Bennington's been awful this year though. Cause so you can't, <laughs> you can't cause yeah. I, <clears throat> ideally I guess that was he, an expected goal for, because now, what's the what's the what's the the, the, or, the sorry goal against the the goal for the goalie in this situation? When a guy comes in, you you come out as a goalie, and when you're when you're going backwards to skating back towards the goal, you're supposed to almost kind of match his speed. Is that right? As you're going back on the goal, kind of because you don't want him to come up on you too quick. You want to kind of as he's coming in, you want to be about the same speed as he is going backwards, so as you have right. more time to make the save. Is that kind of the right. the gist? That, that's the theory, right? You you don't want to be able to get beat by him going if around goes, you. If, right, right. If he's trying to go around you, right? right. You, you you need to be you need to be agile enough, and in order to be agile enough, you have to have speed. You can't be standing still. You know, if that was me, I would have just like played out flat <laughs> and tried to trip him. But that's why I'm not an NHL goalie because he did get kind of walked around. Because he he came out yeah. to the crease and then couldn't he can't go back he's just coming in so fast. Yeah. <clears throat> Tells me he probably didn't realize who it was that Maybe. was coming in on. Him. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good call. I think you're right. Um, 
So the, and the Blues get a uh, shorthanded goal by Ryan O'Reilly. This came after a bad call again. Uh, Bushnevich, we talked about, touched on earlier, is standing at the blue line, waiting for the puck to go in the zone, so he can be. So he's staying on side, and he's there for maybe two seconds. I mean, it's a long time, right? Um, and just gets run into, and uh, gets a penalty for anyone. <laughs> anyone who's played ice hockey, this is a pretty standard move when you're basically skating ahead of everyone else, waiting for a pass. The pass doesn't come. So you just literally have to stand and wait while your player carries the puck in. And that's exactly what he did. He had to stop at the blue line, say, okay, I got to wait. Stand there waiting, stand there waiting. Boom. Guy crashes right into him. He didn't even, right? He didn't even see him, right? I don't think so. It seemed like Buchnevich didn't even know he was there. he might have at the last second. But at the same time, it doesn't matter. I mean, he's still just standing there. And the guy, this isn't basketball. This isn't... uh, what is what is that called? That's called charging, right? Called a pick. Or a pick. Yeah, yeah. pick. That makes way more sense. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, this is a, the, he's standing there, and the guy runs right into him, and the referee throws his arm up. Buchnevich is, I mean, we see it all the time, but this is one of those situations where Buchnevich is like, me? Yeah. Wait, me? Right. Are you right. sure? Like, yeah. what are you seeing that I didn't see? It's funny because there are certain players that – when they complain about a call against them and how they complain, uh, certain players, you're like, you instantly know, well, that's a bad call, right? Because yeah. cause that, that player is not going to complain like this. Or yeah. or he genuinely thinks it wasn't a penalty. Uh, and this is one of those times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, as I'm tweeting out my my irritation with this call. Uh, Same here. Yeah, <laughs> O'Reilly <laughs> scores a shorthanded goal. Um, so I'm like, okay, well, we'll, we'll take it. <laughs> but then the Hawks score. Yeah, I literally, I literally tweeted out like, um, you know, that's a, that's the worst call against the blues we've seen all year. Yeah. Terrible call. And then literally as I hit send, the goal goes in. It's so then I instantly respond to my own tweet and I'm like, well, you know what? That's a great assist from the ref. We got a goal out of it. Thanks. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then the blues score at the Sneu. That's close enough. Um, <laughs> uh, that's how it's getting said, folks. I don't care. Um, uh, ends up scoring in the power play, so it's essentially a wash. Um, in his yeah. second game, real nice shot, glove side post. Um, after a turnover in the offensive zone, I thought, I thought, um, uh, Jamie Rivers was a little hard on Thomas, saying that puck's got to get in deep. That puck's got to get in deep. It was it was kind of it was almost in the corner in the offensive zone when it was turned over. I'm not sure he realized yeah. that at first, but he when he said it should have gone deeper. Uh, but in the replay, it was it was it was pretty deep in the zone already. It was just, just one of those turnover plays that went the other way and they scored. Um, he oh, was Kurt, he was auditioning keyboard warrior. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I think he was auditioning for you know Panger's full time replacement, clutching the pearls and yelling at the youngsters for getting the puck deep. Right, that's right. that is pure pang. Yeah, right. It's so listen, I I think phrase. I think that I think that was a very good shot. And oh I yeah, I think you all agree. Perfect, great shot. But I wanted to ask Bill. I said this. I said, brought this up to you on Twitter because I was hoping it would prep you a little bit. Um, I was still I, in the car. <laughs> well, shit. Never mind that. I did nothing. I did um, see. I did see it before the show. So, so I I just think that I I'm not going to say it's a weak goal on Bennington. But I felt like he kind of gave him the far side. Now, I know it's like a two-on-one, and you're trying to play the shooter. 
but I feel like he didn't make himself big enough. Uh, maybe he didn't challenge enough, but as the goalie, again, I want to go to you, and what do you think? you think that was just a perfect shot? No goalie's going to save it, or do you think Bennington could have played it differently? No, I, I I do think he could have challenged him more, and I think the fact what we talked about on the previous goal is probably why he didn't challenge him more. Right? He doesn't. He's not going to expect him to shoot from that far out. You know, right. after after the movie just made, right? That's just that's your instinct as a goalie, right? You're you're going back to what did this guy just beat me on, and I think Athanasiu made a great decision to shoot, and it was a hell of a shot. Right? You go back to the Colorado game, the two goals that Colorado scored on Bennington on the blocker side, perfect shots. Absolutely perfect shot. He has been beaten by three really, really great shots um, to his blocker side over the last two games. But they're they're off the post and in. And if if that's all you're giving him, you're still doing something right. Right. I just okay. thought, yeah. I, so I, I thought it was great execution by Anthony It sounds like basically what you're saying is Anthony Siu scored a great first goal and then switched it up and scored a great second goal to fool Bennington. So really, at the end of the day, it wasn't that maybe Bennington played them poorly. It was more Anthony C.U. read the situation and did the right thing. Yes. Um, I think think he, he knew that the second time around, he had to switch it up, and he made a great decision and made a great shot. Yeah, and I'm looking. I'm looking at the the goal here on the replay, and he's he's at the top of his crease, a little a little past it. Um, and the defenseman took the shooter, which was well, we took the uh, pass, which was good. Bennington had the right. shooter, and, uh, and it, it almost looks like I mean he's got. He, I don't think he's giving him far posts like that, but it's just a great shot. Yeah. Yeah. It is a good shot. Yeah. 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 I, mean, I mean, it's a hell of a shot. Yeah. And, and again, you know, it's odd man rush situation, right? It, the blue yeah. or an outnumbered situation. Yeah. Right. It, it's, it's as a goalie you're you don't want to overcommit because, you know, how many backdoor plays have the blues given up um, over the last, you know, well, prior to the four game win four game heater right Let, let's call it what it is it's a heater boys and the, uh, that's great that's a good point the the all the backdoor goals the blues gave up during the losing, losing streak um it, if you I, I i wish i i mean if you if you go back and look at the replay and pause it right when athanas when he's shooting <laughs> <laughs> with a uh, greek kid yeah there's not a chance for a backdoor tap in here i mean the defenseman's covering uh the the passing lane completely yeah, it's just, it's a, it's, it's a, it's almost like, yeah, okay, we've learned our lesson, you know, from the eighteen backdoor tap-ins that went in on us over those eight games. Um, so, uh, then Pitlick scored his first goal as a blue, and Alexandrov got his first point in the NHL after some outstanding work by that fourth line, cycling and working down low, getting zone time, creating chances, outworking the Blackhawks. Uh, Alexandrov, Pitluck, and Achari. Oh my gosh, that that line was really good tonight, and that they were rewarded with a goal they here. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, they were good. It should be interesting to see if there's any lineup changes with it being back to back. But I think I Ruby, except for goal, I say for goaltending. Outside of that, yeah, I think we'll see the same lineup because man, these lines, these lines are clicking right now, and this fourth line is 
very dynamic, looking great. Yeah, I was I was <laughs> going to say I I think that you know that what's the difference in this team? I I think they found a group that has chemistry and everything started clicking and now they have confidence. And yeah, you've got to stick with this group and you've got to stick with, you know, the biggest turnaround I think on this team is Ryan O'Reilly. As soon as they put Levo on his, Levo, sorry, on his Whoa, line. Levo. As soon as they put him on his line, his game turned around <laughs> big time. And, and I, you've got to stick with it. Right, and they were talking on the uh, the broadcast tonight about how uh, everybody thinks that it's just a matter of time before Levo starts popping him in the net himself. He's been doing a great job setting up. You know, Sod tonight was the first game he didn't score uh, during the streak. Um, but man, Levo's just he is he's filling a void. You know, the David Perron void and giving chemistry to to O'Reilly. And that that has got to be, I think, the the most significant factor on the offensive side of the puck. It's well, weird. and that's that just goes to show that when you are when you have line mates you can trust and you play with well, it completely changes your game. Like you could be, I know there's there's obviously generational talents. They can play with anybody. You could put Connor McDavid with fourth line players, and he's still going to be Connor McDavid. But let's face it, Ryan O'Reilly, anyone on this Blues team, is not Connor McDavid. So you find that right mix. It just goes to show how important team chemistry is. And uh, for whatever reason, Levo and O'Reilly, just they look great together. Uh, and, and then Sod on that wing, too. Which, wasn't that the line last year? Perron, O'Reilly, and Sod. Mm-hmm. You're basically replacing Perron with Levo, who I think is a little better defensive-minded. And I think that really helps out O'Reilly. I I love those three together right now. It's weird uh, sometimes what line combinations work out. Um, to start the season, you wouldn't have thought you know that Levo would be the guy would be the guy that would be playing on the second line with O'Reilly, but um, here he is and it's working well. Now sometimes these line combinations fizzle out as far as effectiveness goes. You know when when teams get a book on a certain player or or a line or whatever, and they adjust. Um, so we'll see how long this holds because obviously they should stick with it for a while. So, but we'll see. Well, uh, and uh, it's funny is, did you say that, Bill, because my brother called me tonight um, and he asked me, he said, who is the player that has turned around the most uh, this in this stretch, this four-game stretch? And my answer was O'Reilly. I'm like, I think O'Reilly is, is looking like himself again. He said Cairo. But I think it's clearly yeah, you can make a case for either one. It's they not. Both have, it's not Bennington because he's been horrible the whole time. Oh, right. terrible, <laughs> terrible goaltender. Um, but no, I. It's funny because it, I, I mean, honestly, like when when people were and I stand by what I said, Jordan Cairo was not playing like an NHL player. He didn't belong on NHL ice. Now that he does, all of a sudden this offense is clicking. And I think the same thing for O'Reilly. O'Reilly was not playing like himself. Now that he is, the whole offense is working. And as long as that continues and those two keep playing the way they've been playing, we're not going to have any problems the rest of the season. Uh, I was, was going to say, um, Ken points out um, both 
Pitlick and Achari have been great signings. And I, we'd be remiss to say, you know, to not mention uh, the importance of Noel Achari, mm-hmm. right? I, I hated that signing at the time. I, I thought, you know, well, what does this guy have to give? Right. But yeah. he, he's actually like, you know, he's what we got out of uh, Tyler Bozak. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's trippy. That, and that was totally my trippy. yes, no, and that was exactly, and maybe maybe Bozak transferred his energy to him in that trip. Maybe that's what happened. But yeah. no, I, I, I figure yes, yes. Um, but no, I feel like Achari has been a, and I thought this at the time why I liked the signing. I thought he was a slight improvement over Bozak, which I love Bozak. I I really wish an HL team would give him a shot because mm. I think he still has some to give. Yeah. But for a lesser team, you don't think mm. he can still play in a fourth line? <clears throat> I think he's still got I, it. Maybe, but lose last year. But I, but I, I'm sure. But you know, some of these lesser teams might have younger guys they want to give those spots to. I don't know. Right. You know. Yeah, but don't I, you want I, your veteran presence to help coach him? Yeah, I think his best opportunity probably would be in Vancouver, right? Yeah, and and it it's there. They are totally you know going full court press on playing the youngsters. Maybe he wants more. Ken maybe Morris. maybe for him to come back and play. Maybe he wants like a million and a half, and nobody wants to pay him that. Ken Morris, uh, he asked, "Is Bozak retired from hockey? Not officially. Um, I haven't checked to see if he's playing overseas or anything. I don't think he is, but." Uh, Right now, he's just not – he's basically just a free agent. Um, but anyway, I think Achari's an improvement over Bozak. I like that signing at the time. I like it even more now. I thought the first couple games – I even said this. I think it was three games in. I didn't really notice – excuse me. I didn't really notice him on the PK in terms of defensive play. I think over time, he's only gotten better for the Blues. Even in their bad stretch, I thought he was still playing pretty well. So, I'm liking his game a lot. Five goals in about a seven-minute span in the uh, second period there for the Blues and Hawks. A lot of goals were being scored, so you're wondering if this is going to like keep the keep going in, in the third period, but it did not. Uh, the only goal in the third period was uh, Barbashev uh, scoring in a chance in alone uh, off a pass from Cairo. Uh, super lazy play by a couple of Blackhawk players coming in back out of the offensive zone and a bit of a misplay by the lone defending Hawk player, uh, Caleb Jones at the red line created a two on one for St. Louis. Uh, Kyrie feeds Barbashev who makes his mom happy uh, by bearing a forehand deke breakaway stick side by Soderblom. Uh, and uh, that was the final score five to two. Um, yeah. Good game by the blues. I thought uh, you're on the road in Chicago and against a team that you never know how it's going to, I mean, even though Chicago's had the struggles, you know, rivalry teams get up for games against their rivals. So you never know. And coming off the two big games, like we talked about, how the Blues could have had a letdown game. They did not. Um, and now the next up is on Washington tomorrow. So um, after the Blues snapped their eight game losing streak, uh, they had a statement game versus Colorado, which. We will talk about on the other side of this break uh, after this word from strikewithmike.com. 
During the magical 2019 playoff run, I was in the midst of buying my current home. Every time I spoke with my realtor, obviously, home buying was the discussion. But in the back of my mind, I couldn't stop thinking about what was destined to happen for our St. Louis hockey team. If only there were a realtor who could have walked me through the process, held my hand when needed, but was there to be a sounding board when I wanted to complain about a certain hand pass goal. Let realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage be that for you. He'll have your needs top of mind as he skates you through the home buying or selling process, dangling you past any obstacles, and assisting on all your home goals. Check out strikewithmike.com for more information or give him a call directly at 314-753-4060. That's Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage at strikewithmike.com and that number again is 314-753-4060. Don't forget to tell Mike that Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. Uh, so, yeah, after the eight-game losing streak, the Blues uh, beat San Jose to snap that streak, then beat Vegas, then uh, the best team in the West, then beat Colorado, the defending cup champs, uh, in Colorado, uh, in regulation, which uh, if Colorado is anything like they were last season, they are a bitch at home to beat, and the Blues did it in regulation. Yeah. So um, that was a – you know, a lot of fans were kind of on edge, uh, giving up on the season – um, defining this team in stone based on how they played the first, you know, 10, 11 games. Um, and things were looking bleak. And with a couple tough games coming up, you know, you got the San Jose game and you've got, oh my God, you've got Vegas and Colorado. You know, it just gets harder and harder. How can they possibly, you know, survive this? Uh, but now, well, they, and I'll, now they've won four and I'll say, too, with the, uh, with the game in, uh, going into San Jose, we, we were kind of a little bit doom and gloom. Uh, if they lost that game, we're like, well, well shit. If they lose that it's because nine. of because of how San Jose because was playing of too. What yes. was happening? Right. Well, and because of what was was coming after them too. Yeah. It was Vegas, then Colorado, and it's just holy shit. This could be an eleven game losing streak if they lose that. I loss. thought if so, I thought if we lose to San Jose, I thought I'd have been on like pitchforks and torches for Mike Van Ryan's job if yeah, we lost to San Jose. That would have been bad. That that was that was like uh, the but, line for me with San Jose. To be honest, I don't even think they played really well against San Jose. I thought that was a pretty weak game. They were overall. okay. They were good um, enough. They were okay. Yeah, and, and exactly good enough to win. Right. Uh, that's not exactly a, a rigging endorsement. No. But against San Jose, it was it was good enough to get the win, and, and they they pulled it out. Beggars can't be choosers uh, either because we had just lost eight in a row. So you take what you. No, get. and that's what yeah. I'm saying. Right. Is that I'm not saying I'm just saying they didn't come. I mean, I know you said that they were going to come out and score a ton of goals and win big. You wouldn't surprise. Well, they scored five. But they didn't win big. No, they scored five though. I know, but I'm just saying that. <laughs> normally, against San Jose, you would think this team should shit kick them. It should be a seven-one game, but the way they were playing, you're like, I hope they just squeak out with a win, and they got the win. You're right, beggars can't be choosers, but I thought they still got to play sure. better if they sure. want to get two wins against Vegas and Colorado, and I thought. They they got that win. They got the monkey off their back, the eight-game losing streak. They went into Vegas. I thought played a great game. Uh, and then they go to Colorado, and they, I think they played an even better game. Uh, really I agree. Really turned up the tempo and, the, and looked like a great hockey team. And the thing with the thing with after the Vegas game was the Vegas game was was great. And But, you know, any team in the NHL can beat any other team on any given night, right? So you're like, okay, so – we just played San Jose. We were okay. Could have played a lot better. Um, but this is the game 
where you're going to – okay, this is like judgment day for, okay, we just broke this losing streak. How good can this team play? Because they're going to have to play pretty good probably. And they played a really good game. And But then it's Colorado following that game up because you're like, okay, well, you know, you beat Vegas – you know, is that a, the start of a trend, or was that kind of a, a fluky blip? You know, where you, where, a, where a lesser team beats a good team, which you see happen often, um, right? Right, especially with you know those the the two goals, you know, back to back goals late in the second period, um, and O'Reilly's looked fluky, yeah. right? So, it, did they did they just get lucky? Right, that's that's a very good point. Yeah, and, and but but then the and like you said, Jeff. They played the best game of the season. Uh, and you could put that game up against the games against Edmonton that they played. Um, they played fantastic against Colorado. And I thought the Colorado game was such a joy to watch. That game was fun. I mean, both yeah. teams were – I mean, you're not going to dominate Colorado, and you're not going to – I mean, if you're expe- – if the Blues play really, really well, if any team plays really, really well against Colorado, it's going to be – a good back and forth game. Not too many teams are going to blow out Colorado. They're really good. So this game was just both teams. I thought played well. I don't. The Avs fans will probably say that they played a shitty game, but whatever. You can credit the Blues for that. But I think the Blues played really well, and a fantastic game with a fucking fantastic finish. Oh my god! Uh, six on three. Are you kidding I me? Know. A six-on-three, because uh, oh, how, how many of you, I, I, there's not a Blues fan out there that didn't think Colorado was going to score. They had a minute. Oh. They had a minute with a six-on-three. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, I, I I had totally, totally committed to myself that this game was going to overtime and we were going to lose because well, they were going to score with the two-man advantage and then score with the man advantage in overtime. Yeah, which sucks was, because they just, that not, they just played a great game. Hope? They had just played a was great game, and it was like that it would get to overtime. Yes, right, right. That was my hope. Was that I was like, hopefully they just give up one and go to OT and at least get the point. But that that the last couple minutes of the game just really sucked. I mean, I mean, it ended up working out okay and and, and was good. But but with two minutes to go and then a minute to go, you're like, this sucks. We played such a good game, and then the stupid the accidental over the glass, right, and then the trip. It's just like Can, uh, let me ask you guys. That just it was like that's just gonna suck. Pang, Pang called the uh, the the Buchnevich play, and and maybe this is me just being nitpicky, but Pang was like, "There's nothing you can do about that." I actually disagree. I don't like that play from Buchnevich. If you look and watch that replay, his stick is angled up and towards the glass. I know he he's not trying to knock it out of play. He's trying to hit it off the glass at the very worst, oh, I, or at least keep it in the air, and maybe it bounces I just back think, the other way. Huh. The way that he hit it, he hit it towards up and out. And to me, you the way that he's a lefty, he's got to backhand that. He's got to backhand it if he's going to knock it out of air to keep it in play and make sure it doesn't go I, over the glass. Again, maybe I'm being nitpicky. But I didn't like the way he played. That. I thought he's, he's got to play it differently to where it doesn't go out. I think you. I think you are being nitpicky. <laughs> I am. I, I think it was just a reaction thing. You know, the puck comes up, and yeah. his stick's already up in the air. It's just a reaction to hit the puck. Uh, he's not. He's thinking, hit it away from 
the 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 avalanche forward that's or the defender that's right in front of me you know but, you know knock it by him get it away from him pop it over him whatever he's not i don't think he's trying to go off the glass i just think he's trying to hit it away out of the zone he's not trying to do anything specific with it and it was just and it was more of a reaction thing you know pucks in the air hit it and it just it went out i that's maybe yeah i don't know i yeah. feel like even even in and again i play beer league it's nothing like the nhl but i feel like when i have a moment like that I actually can decide pretty quickly, okay, which way do I want to hit the puck? And in that situation, and again, Booch Davis is an NHL player, so I'm not saying I'm any better than him, but I feel like my mind would be backhand that shit out and where it goes down the ice, yeah. not not towards the glass. So quick, though. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah, no, I mean – example you know 10,471 of why it's time to retire the Chelios rule um, yes you know I, I'm so sick of that let's that have this debate because I disagree with both of you imagine that Kurt disagrees with someone well, right. <laughs> <laughs> because because I mean well we were we, we were around when uh, well around when the rule was put in place and when it was put in place, personally, my opinion on it, I loved it because players yeah. like Chelios did that on purpose. Would, yeah. Right. But I think the discretion to right the refs there. needs to come back. Right. The that's refs right need there. to make a judgment call that, well, as to whether it was intentional. I, a play like agree. that should never be called as an intentional I, play. No, now I you're knocking it out of the air. Well, I agree with that. I Well... Oh yeah, not okay. Well, case by case basis, every play, okay. But I, but I I uh, I will agree with you there. I'd love to see some you know intent uh, involved. Yes. But, but but really, honestly, if you're going to bring intent into it, no player is going to intentionally clear the puck into the stands. Nobody wants to. It's a penalty. If, if it's intentional, it's a penalty. So right. why would they? But, so if it, but if, it wasn't. But it wasn't until Chris Chelios made them enforce. The I know, rule, I know. But if you that's, bring the rule, but if you but give the referee the option, thing. say, "Well, was that intentional?" and the player's like, "Of course it wasn't intentional. It's a, it's a penalty but, if it's intentional." No, you right, but you that's but that's them. Bill's point. I know. That's I'm not Bill's saying to ask him. Is that is that if you t- if you say it's to the referee's discretion, then it's like players might say, "Ooh, I might be able to get away with uh, this," and they'll try it. And nah. then it's like, okay, that was intentional. I could tell. That's what Bill's saying, and I'm I'm 100% with him. If you add intent into that, then I think you will see players start saying, mm, I might yeah. I might try this. Yeah, but And in, then that's in, when it's a penalty. Right. But let's be real. It's it increases scoring chances because it increases penalties Here's, and increases power play opportunities. The NHL's not going to get a not going to do away with it but i totally think that bushnevich knows right where he is at that point he's at the top of the zone he knows that there's going to be a colorado defenseman between him and the blue line he's not going to let that puck hit the ice right i i don't think it was like brain freeze or anything i think he was just trying to keep it and bank it out of the zone and flubbed it and it went over again not intentional, but you know because there is no discretion by the referee in these cases, yeah. it's a penalty. 
and I hate it's that. weird to be calling for discretion from referees when I'm typically right. asking well, them to take that out. I think, but I think right. this is a situation that you have to have them make that call. I, the more I think about it, I, I don't even know. I don't even know if that would. I mean, that'll work in some cases, obviously, but I don't. I mean, if you, I, I, I was thinking in my head, okay, well, we'll just just have the change the rule to where if a player actively shoots the puck out as opposed to batting it out of midair. Like, that's a, a completely different thing, right? If the puck's on the ice and a player shoots it and it goes over the glass from their own end, then that's a penalty, as opposed to a puck that's that's waist high and a player bats it to try and clear it and it goes over the glass. Because, obviously, you have less control over the puck in that situation. And if it goes over the glass, well, that's probably not intentional. But if you, you know, but it's kind of a reckless play, if you will, if you're shooting it and it goes over the glass because that's, you're, you're, you're not trying that. to control it as much. You sh- take the time and control it to shoot it out. And the penalty, if you don't do that, if it goes out of play, is a penalty. You're still, you're still giving discretion to the referee. No, no, saying that. I know. I'm not saying not to give discretion. I'm just saying that, that uh, to throw into the mix, uh, shooting as opposed versus like batting. You know what I mean? Like if you if you were to bat it out of midair like like Bushnevich did, that would never be a penalty, even if a player does it on purpose. Even what, if you can tell if, he's doing it on purpose. What if the puck? What if the puck is like a half an inch off the ice? See, that's and what I was, and that's on, what I was thinking. Of. And it's on end, and that's why that, you can't that would do discretion. Be discretion. That's that's why I think you do do discretion. But to, how's the referee going to see that? You got to go to replay for that stuff, and no one wants that. I'm not saying we go to replay, no, and maybe but, they get no, called wrong every now and then. Shit happens; I, they get calls uh, wrong all the time. I think replay should be involved in puck over the glass. We, we've introduced it everywhere else. We're already slowing the, the fuck out of the game. Let's introduce it for puck over the glass calls too, right? But the NHL will get it wrong, and it would be, you know, it, they would they would go back to the there's no gray area here. If it's over the glass what? and it's shot, right? What they're going to do if they bring in the video replay here is they're just going to look to see did it deflect off somebody, did it, Get, right, right. You know, did it go off right. the glass before it goes out? Right. And and let's be clear here: Colton Pareko is still going to be the guy that gets penalized <laughs> all the time because yes. he's not ever batting it out. If you're right, he, if you're if if you got the puck in your zone, it's on the ice, and you go to shoot it, and you can tell that the player is trying to bank it off the glass and out, and he just misses the glass, but it goes out. That's not intentional, but he's firing that thing thirty rows back. You know what I mean? Well, to me, that's still a penalty. But that's but he's didn't. But it's not intentional. But you can tell it's not intentional because he, he he just missed. It's just like what it, he. There's not intentional okay. trips, and okay. that still gets called. Okay, but but no. What I'm saying is, is that if you're gonna if you say you want to bring intent into it, that player is not intending to to clear the puck into the into the crowd. He's trying. You but can tell. Did. You can tell he's trying to bank mm-hmm. it off the glass. So do you give him I penalty in that situation? Nitpicky here. No. It's about me being no, nitpicky. No, 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 no. If he misses it by two inches, because, and he's tra- you can I'm tell saying, he's trying like, to bank it off the glass. He is, he's trying to put it off the high glass, and he misses. To me, that's still an intent of, oops, you just missed it. Sorry, but that's still a penalty. <laughs> I, See, so I, am I wrong? I, really? You're so, going to laugh at that? Yeah, because you're saying he's in. <laughs> you're, you're swinging intent both ways. You're, like he's in, like he's not so. he's not intending to clear it in the crowd. He's intending to go off the glass, but he yeah, missed. But so that's a penalty. The, we're going by what the referee is seeing. The referee is seeing him shoot it past the glass. That's an intent to a referee. 
Only if you, only if you, uh, <laughs> how, I don't see how I'm wrong here. I because, don't understand that. Because, I, sure, because. If the referee is seeing a guy take the puck and just loft it into the crowd, that's an intentional loft. The player might say, I didn't mean to do that. No. Sorry, you also didn't mean to trip the guy in the first. So are you period. saying? So are you that. saying that that? So you're saying that when, by intent, you're not meaning intending to clear into the crowd versus intending to clear off the glass. You're How saying can a referee tell the difference. That's my whole thing. That's what. That's my whole argument with the intent thing is you can't tell the difference. And that the whole thing with the puck an inch off the ice that goes over the glass when players that mean to shoot it in the in the crowd. You know what I mean? I'm like, saying I'm saying there's really no difference to me. Again, you're going by what the referee is seeing. Yeah, I what know. What the referee sees I is know. a guy lofting it See, into the crowd. When you, when you say intent, when you say intent, my my understanding of intent is whether a player intends to throw the puck into the crowd to stop play or intended to clear it off the glass and out. And my my stance and my stance is a player is never going intentionally throw it into the crowd. So I, so you can't okay. so, so I, the way I see it, it depends on what's happening leading into the play. If a guy is taking the puck or the puck comes to him and he's standing at the side of the net and he just literally turns around on one foot and fucking slap shots it and it goes all the way down and it goes over the high glass behind the other goalie, clearly to me that's not an intentional shooting it over the glass. And I say, that's not intent. I'm not going to give him a penalty. But if he's standing two feet from the glass and he has the puck on his stick, and he's like, oh, I'm going to throw this off the high glass. And it just goes over the glass, doesn't touch the glass. To me, that's still an intent. That's okay, dude. That's an intent to what? That's an, wait, 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 wait. That's an intent to what? From the referee's perspective, that is an intent. To what? To shoot the puck over the damn glass. No. How do you figure? How do you figure? Because what the referee sees, he's not seeing the guy go, oh, I'm going to put it right here at the very edge of the glass. But just because just a player out just because a player shoots it into the crowd doesn't mean he intended to shoot it in the crowd. Yes, but there's a difference. I, I Well, help me out here. Am I making any sense? Not not really. <laughs> what? No, oh, fuck you guys. No. No, I, I I think there's I think there's like there there I think what this this argument highlights is there's there's so much nuance to every hockey play, and you know what I want out of the puck over the glass rule is for there to be uh, a referee having to make a judgment call as to whether it was intentional or not, right? And that because yeah. I could see a situation where somebody winds up and takes a slapper just to clear it. You know, they don't care where it goes and they hit the, the net above the other goal. Right. To me, that's probably something you want to delay a game penalty on, but you know, somebody who just rears back to throw one and it rolls on them and they get all of it and it goes up and, you know, hits it. You know what about what about the players who hoist the puck and it hits the hit the scoreboard, right? That is not an automatic penalty, but that's the same effect, right? It's the same effect. They have taken the puck, thrown it, and it has gone out of play. The scoreboard is out of play, but you know maybe maybe that's what some smart defenseman needs to learn to do, right? Just 
if I'm panicking and I want to get a, a kill, I'm going to hit the scoreboard. Especially if I'm <laughs> not in my own building, because if I'm in my own building, I think the odor is going to find me. But I think yeah, there's, I, I don't know. I, I think, think there's something to be said as... for the for shooting it out versus batting it out. I think that's, you know what I mean. I think I think uh, shooting it out is in a different category than two players swiping at a uh, puck when it's like waist high or, or chest high right. and it goes out. I I'm not a fan of giving because I don't, you know, that's that that puck could go anywhere. It's an accident, right? I, I think I think, but but if you actually actively shoot, even if the puck is like a little off the ice, if you're shooting the puck, uh, I think that can be a penalty. Uh, keep keep no, your I, shot under control, right. regardless. But, but I, you, I can actually you, I can accept that if that's how they right. change the rule, or, I would so, or, or something okay that. something like that, something in that ballpark, right. maybe. And and you give the refs guidance, right? That it's a defensive team that has been under pressure for thirty seconds or more. Err on the side of caution to say that if <clears throat> they shoot the puck out, not you know take ticky tack tap it out shoot the puck out that you know that's more than likely going to be you know that there was intent involved with that play and give them the penalty but cut yeah. it down right? I, uh, just the the automatic over the glass thing I, I i hate that idea i've always hated that idea if, if it's if it's either if it's if it's how it is now versus how it used to be uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take how it is now. Um, over then, uh, unless they do something else with it, you know the 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 team who threw it out can't change players. Didn't they do that for a while? If you cleared the puck into the crowd, uh, and it, from your own zone, where it, before it was a penalty, didn't they say you couldn't change? Maybe. I I, I thought they did so I long ago. Yeah, I thought they said you couldn't I, change players. You know, but. Brandon Toma brings up a great point. How about it's only a penalty in the last three minutes of a one goal game, right? If it's in the first period, you know, why call it? I, yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not against that. Uh, maybe a little more than three minutes, maybe five minutes, but uh, I'm, I'm not against that. See you I, this weekend, Austin. I uh, like the direction. Going to bed. Yeah. Night, buddy. It's past his bedtime. Uh, oh boy. Oh, look at this. Ken Morris. Kurt and Jeff's debates are the St. Louis version of Hockey Night in Canada's Ron McLean versus Don Cherry's debates. But which one is Grapes and who is Ron? Great call. I love that. Thank you. That is that's, that's high praise. I'll, uh, yeah, I, I, I want to be Don Cherry. <laughs> oh, I'm more than happy to give you Don Cherry. <laughs> There's actually a pretty good documentary on Don, Don Cherry's life. Have you? I mean, this was made years ago. Uh, maybe like uh, seven or eight years ago, something like that. But uh, uh, I think it might be called Grapes or something like that. But it's uh, no, that, that's a it's a it was a made for TV movie and, um, for CBC, and it stars Jared Kiso of Letterkenny and Shorzy. Yes, what? That's right. Nuh-uh. That's right. Come on. That's before I started watching Letterkenny. That's right. I haven't seen it. It, I I, yeah, it's on. Is it yeah. on YouTube? It's, it's, it's somewhere available on YouTube. Yeah, it's somewhere. It's good. I'll check that out. It's good. That's awesome. Yeah, it's hey, pretty good. Uh, while we're on the real quick, while we're on the topic of of reviews, um, and I hate to go back to a game a week ago, but I want to ask you guys: the Sharks game, the goal they disallowed with Letty, uh, I think it was in the second period, um, with Barbashev doing goalie interference. I don't know if you guys remember that. Um, 
Yeah. Was oh, that, yeah. No, that was, I'm sorry. That was the Islanders game. That was two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, I was at that game. Refresh my memory. Both at that game. Refresh yeah, my memory. I remember I was it. sitting right behind it. How to go? So, again. so there was a scramble in front. The puck's sitting there, and uh, uh, Barbashev basically comes yes. in. Yes. Yes. Gets knocked at, down. Uh, Sorokin. Yes. Or puck dives. Gets knocked yes. out, and then and then Letty comes in and shoots it. Yes. So I'm. Not, I, we don't need to debate that goal. Uh, uh, what I want to debate is, Bill. Let me ask you, especially because you were there. Did it not feel like they gave way too much time before trying to drop the puck? Like the officials mm, all converged yeah. for a good minute and a half, and then they were like, "Okay, let's go drop the puck." And it was like you literally just gave a minute and a half for the Islanders team to look at that and yeah. say, "Oh, should we challenge or not?" Like you can't fucking do that, yeah. right? Yeah. That was that was the most annoying thing about that for me was it was like. If they if they boom boom goal goes in, all right, let's go to center ice, boys. We got twenty seconds. Is that a line from Slapshot? Boom boom goal goes in. Yeah. <laughs> boom town. Bang bang, bang puck shoot. come go down. My arm come go yeah. out. But like it's it's a quick like you know the quick the the quickness they have between goal and face off. If that's a normal goal and face off quickness, I don't know if the Islanders challenge that. So I was really annoyed right. by that. I was I, I remember just standing there going. What the fuck are they doing? Drop the puck. Did we not right. talk about that on, on the show? Ice? Right. No, we didn't. No. I... But the on-ice officials, the on-ice officials, you know, at that at this point, right, if Toronto sees something wrong with it, they're going to call and challenge it. And, yeah, the, the, the team that gave up the goal, if they see something wrong. But, yeah, you're right. They gave them enough time to dissect the play and say, we think we have a strong case here. I still think it's a bullshit call. Oh, I do too. I, I, oh, I agree. I, it was I agree. absolutely wrong. But, I, 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 but yeah, I've seen so many uh, uh, worse goal interference calls uh, this, that were goals stood. The yeah. same night, Dakota Joshua yeah. scored for yeah. Uh, yeah. Vancouver. Yeah. yeah. And, and they pushed the goalie off the puck. And they still counted that as remember that remember yeah. the goal uh, where Bennington was pushed off the post, and then uh, yeah. creating a gap of like a foot, and then yeah. they and they shot the puck into that gap, and they that counted. They didn't re- the Blues. Uh, I think okay. I've had issues with the Blues replay team this season. A couple times, Me too. I, a couple times, I thought they should have replayed goals against. They didn't do it, and they've switched goal tender uh, goal. Uh, they switched review uh, team. Uh, whoever heads that up, yeah. whoever did it last have year, they had a there. review this year. I don't have think they? they've don't done think a they review have. yet. Have they? No, I don't think so. That seems wrong. I think every, <laughs> I think they have not even had a review yet. I I would love to see the stats. How many teams have not had a review yet? Because the Blues, I don't think the Blues have. I the Blues review team last year was excellent, excellent. Yes, and this year it's non-existent. And and I, I'm wondering if the change there has something to do with it. Uh, Colorado, how much was, I think, yeah. had a had a complete offside in this game that we're talking about here. I thought there was a – I think I remember it was the second goal or what, but they were way offside, and I'm like, oh, they're going to challenge that. Yeah. Puck drop, nothing. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. whoa, that wasn't even getting yeah. a review? Yeah, I know. I, I, think, I think part of it, you know, is that Berube got burned a couple times on two goal swings, right? You, you challenge, you give up the goal – and you take the power play and you give up another goal, 
right? Or you take the penalty. You got to be sure. You got to be sure. At least 98% sure. Right. Yeah. Right. I was watching the Montreal game last night, and uh, they were wearing those sweet uh, Expos-inspired reverse retros. Nice. Yeah, they were. Yeah, beginning of the third period. um, Terrible, terrible turnover by Cole Caulfield. Um, but uh, leading up to that play, New Jersey was Thomas Tatar was totally offside, and it, it wasn't obvious, you know, right away. But Marty St. Louis made the call, and you know, he, it was one of those situations where they were already down, you know, three to one. It's gonna if it goes to four to one, the game's over. You, it's a statistical advantage that you're gonna you're gonna make that call. But I, I thought, you know, while I was watching, I'm like, Bruby wouldn't challenge this. You know, it's yeah. it's too early in a period. He's not settled yet. But, yeah, it, it wound up being a great call by San Louis getting it overturned. And, you know, uh, Montreal still shot the bet. The it's it's the just it, – it's an oddity to me to see a team go this many games in a season. What, 13 games into a season? Uh, no, 15. 15 games into a season and still not have a challenge. I, I can't point to – except for the, what I just said with the Colorado game. I can't point to anything in that eight-game streak where they could have challenged that I remember correctly. I'm like, eh, maybe, but I'm sure there was something that where it's like, okay, guys, we got a shot here. We're already down four to one, you know, five, one, whatever. Let's take a shot here and get a power, see if we can get a power or uh, get the goal called back. And there was just, there's seems like there's not even been deliberation from what we've seen from the blues bench. I mean, it's hard to tell what communication is being had on the, on the, you know, behind the scenes, but, um, you would like to see at least to take a stand on a couple of plays. I mean, they could have, they could have reviewed and, and again, I, I think every time this happens, and it's happened a few times this year where I thought they could have challenged, they didn't do it. Um, I think back to the change of the review team, how they're not doing it. So I've never, I've, I've not seen a good, um, a good view of it. But I was thinking, judging off how quick Anthony Seo got in there, I, I can't even talk when I try to say his name. <laughs> say you. Um, you, you've ruined me, Kurt. Um, <laughs> when, uh, when, when he came in the first goal, I'm like, that dude, I know he's fast, but I'm like, damn, he got in there quick as they were getting the puck in. And I thought I'd like to see a replay on the blue line to see if there was a chance it was offside. I'm not saying he was. I can't claim he was without seeing a good replay. But I thought that might be one the Blues team's looking at. And, again, nothing. That was his, uh, let's see, the second goal? Yeah, I think it was his first goal. The first goal. Let's pull it up here. Let's see. I'll do a little play-by-play. Is anybody, <laughs> is anybody else not getting and commercials? play-by-play brought, brought to you by. Is anybody else not getting commercials when they look at the uh, – Video like goal replays on uh, NHL.com. Last season, oh, I got. I, always do. I have not gotten a commercial this year. I don't. I have no oh. idea why. I'm not sure. I, and again, this one, no commercial. Saw it came off the skate. Okay, let's see. Uh, okay, Lucky Chicago's you. carrying up to center. Okay, here's the. They're onside. It's okay. not particularly close. They're onside. It's okay. like no. I I yeah, just the, thought with how and again I know Anthony C was one of the quickest players in the league. But I just thought with how quick he got in there, I'm like, damn, that's was a, probably something the Blues team needs to look at. Well, it was a, it was a, uh, the pass from Domi was uh, to an area that Athos and Ayu skated into. So, uh, and the puck's in the All zone right. by about four feet, and Athos and Ayu is, is, is just getting the blue in right now. So, yeah. 
I don't know. I guess I just always assume that Chicago's cheating and lying. It was so, so well executed. <laughs> <laughs> and Letty was so yeah. far out of position <laughs> that, it, that it looked like something had to be wrong in the play. <laughs> <clears throat> Honestly, Luke Richardson's a hell of a coach. They're, they're playing well for him. And um, friend of the show, Amanda Levier of the Minnesota Whitecaps, uh, praised him over the summer when we had her on because I guess he's a former coach of hers. So there's your little Let's Go Blues radio connection to uh, Luke Richardson. So I think the Monday, the the game against Colorado uh, being a statement game for the Blues, which we talked about um, for and, and coming to the game, you know, a lot of Blues fans, I felt uh, felt this way or should have or could have felt this way, you know, for a, a number of reasons. Right. Um, uh, even though Kadri is not on Colorado anymore, um, there's still that the 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 aura the incident is still surrounding Colorado with with Bennington in the playoffs last year, so the motivation for this game for Bennington this is the first time he played Colorado since that since he got taken out, uh, so the motivation for him had to be humongous, right? It had to be. I mean, knowing the kind of player he is, he wanted he had to have wanted this game bad to beat this team, even though oh, yeah. Kadri's not on it. Um, and with the way the Blues were playing last season in the, in the playoffs, had Bennington not been taken out, had he continued to play the way he was playing in the series, it was going to be tough for Colorado to win that series. Because the Blues, I mean, they were out playing the Blues, but they had a hard time beating Bennington. So it was it would have been interesting. Um, and I think circle. Uh, uh... Circle December 16th on your calendar, folks. That's Blues at Calgary Flames. Should be interesting to see how Kadri. Right. You think Kadri's going to take a run at him? I bet he does. Take a run at Bennington? I bet that fucker does. I, I bet he comes in real hard and at least gives him. Well, I'm not saying he's going to hit him. I, I'm saying he's going to come in and give him a snow shower or something just to piss him off. I, I, I would say, I would say um, that would surprise me. Uh, in, a, in a little bit, but what would not surprise me is if Bennington does something <laughs> to him. Not not nothing dirty, just an extra shove or whatever, you know. And maybe it escalates uh, after that. Honestly, looking at the schedule, now that I think about it, Bennington might not even play that game. That's the second of a back to back with Edmonton yeah. and Calgary. Yeah, I, I think it's more likely that uh, Biddington sees them in February where we have – don't we have them like two games in a row here in February? Yeah, actually that's in January. Uh, looks like right – yeah, right right back to back. Well, <clears throat> the January t- 10th and 12th. Well, right. So, yeah, he'll he'll definitely get at least one if, of those games. If Berube, uh allows last season's uh, incident to come into play as far as when he plays Biddington uh, – he would play him at home as opposed to oh, in Calgary. Sure. Not that Calgary, not that the Calgary fans, you know, are emotionally invested in that incident anyway, because they're not. It's not, I mean, Colorado fans are more, you know, that's, that was kind of my whole point, I guess, is that you know, it's more so the fans. It's to stick it to the fans, you know, beat their team in front of them, you know, after. And, and to be honest, as a fan, Blues fan who had to deal you know, we, 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 you know, talking, you know, uh, uh, covering the team in the playoffs, doing the show, you know, uh, uh, sending out the tweets and the things online, and had to deal with all of the influx of the just asinine Avalanche fans that came out of the woodwork. It was unbelievable. They, I mean, yeah. I've never seen that in droves. 
the ignorance was just awful. Um, as, so as a Blues fan, this game was like, I wanted this game. I, yes. I, I want the first game back, the first game after the playoffs. I, I mean, anytime you get knocked out of the playoffs, you as a fan, you want to beat that team. But there was, you know, there was something extra there because that, that series had extracurricular stuff, you know, to make you better yep. as a fan. And so I wanted this game bad. And I didn't want to yep. win in overtime. I mean, I would have taken it. But I wanted a two-point regulation win for the Blues and zero for the Avalanche. And and it was even sweeter that Bennington played amazing in this game, mm-hmm. and and g- gave a big fu to you know continued Colorado fans. To yeah play continued amazing. To, yeah too. right against the yeah. Avalanche. He's he even go back to um, when we got swept by Colorado. He was the only guy that showed up in that series. He always plays Colorado tough, and he knows he, he's he's got a number on most of those guys, but. Uh, want to get back to a point that um that was brought up in the chat earlier uh by matt harris colton pareko with that hit in the last oh, 30 seconds yes. on mckinnon that's great he, yes yeah what you know that's what we've been asking for out of him but maybe it's not because now he's injured yeah i'm thinking was that where he got hurt yeah, yeah, God, I hope not. Because uh, I, I hope it was one of those. Again. I know. Well, I'll say I hope it was one of those things that, like, because we we you know you guys have experienced this, I'm sure, where one adrenaline or two maybe it's a foot thing and the skate is just keeping it tight, and so he takes the skate off and it's oh shit that's sore. Yeah, you know, like what are right. those things to where it wasn't like right after the hit he's like oh fuck like. I'm really hoping it was just something where it was like after the game, he's like, oh, oh, that's odd. Hopefully. Yeah. For those who, for those who don't know and haven't really played, if you catch a, if you catch a puck, uh, a slap shot or whatever, you block a shot under the shin guard and above the skate boot, or maybe even on the skate boot where it's like, well, there's not a lot of padding and it just, you, you, if you take your skate off, uh, it, it, it could swell up. and you would kick the skate back on, yeah. So you leave the skate on, and you deal yep. with it after the game. And after the game, it takes the skate off. It acts as a as like a tourniquet, yeah, right? Right. Like right. You, yeah. The blood it's can't so flow tight. Sure. Blood can't flow into it. It can't. Yeah. So that actually happened to me in one of the. Me about too. The Ponder Cup coming up. Me too. That happened to me. I think it was. I think it was the second Ponder Cup. I. I was a third. I took a shot in the first game, and I instantly knew. I'm like, if I, it was right in the ankle. I'm like, shit. I even said then, like, I skate to the bench, and I'm, like, not taking my skate off the rest of the tournament. And they're like, why? And I'm like, because if I do, my my foot is going to balloon. And that's exactly what happened. I played in my last game, took the skate off. The minute I took it off, I mean, it was fine when I took it off. Two minutes later, I looked down at my foot. It went from, like, this to, like, this. And I was like, yep. Yeah, would not have been able to put my skate back on if I would have taken it off after that game. Yeah, because you're, I mean, your your whole your whole your blood's pumping in your body from playing, and you know your skate's kind of snug, so it's restricting some of that blood flow. It's not getting as much in there, and then you take that off, then those that all opens up and whoosh, it all rushes in there, and your body's like, send blood down to the pain. Yep, <laughs> right. Get as well, much I mean, down as we can. Famous, the fo- most famous blue story, right, was Keith Kachuk uh, when he was playing here. And I think he, he he broke his ankle, or it was his ankle or his foot. He broke something, and it was within his skate. And it was I think it was after the it was right at the end of the first period. 
And he, he even said to the trainer, because, you know, players usually take their skates off, even take some of their equipment off during intermission. And he even said to the trainer, I'm not taking my skate off. I broke my ankle. I got to finish the game. And he went out and scored two goals on a broken ankle and took a skate off at the end of the night. And it was about three times its size from what it normally is. And he was like, yep, guess I'm out six to eight weeks. <laughs> yeah, that that happened to me. Well, not that, but uh, I got hit in the third cup, the third ponder cup. Uh, first game too. First game might have been like second or third shift, uh, and it was a slap shot from the point. I'm in front trying to screen. It goes off my ankle, just above the ankle, uh, and uh, I was like, "Oh mother!" I I went. I, I skated right off. Went to the locker room, and I think I just I just you know gave the biggest fuck that I could that I could yell because <laughs> yes. it hurt so bad. And I just skated back to the bench. And I'm trying to just like work it out. And I'm like, yeah, my skates, I'm leaving them on. I'm not taking them off. I don't yep, think I ever that, take off the skates anyway during uh, the tournaments. I leave them on anyway. I try to, but, man, these six-team tournaments, it, you get three games in between sometimes. Well, yeah. It's hard to yeah. keep those skates on. Yeah, and I do bring an extra pair of socks. And, and I guess I have taken them off before to switch out socks. But, yeah. Um, I, that, that kind of happened to me in my last roller game I played, I, I blocked a shot early in the shift and we got hemmed in for the entire shift. It was about a, a minute and a half, two minutes. And I just like, you could see I was laboring at the start and I was like, I need to just get off. I need to get off. I need to go. I need to go, but I couldn't get off. And so finally, uh, the puck gets cleared. I skate to the bench and I'm like, Oh, actually I feel fine now. And you know, like I got to the bench and I'm like, Damn, I wanted to get off, get get back onto the bench, but I'm like, I skated it off, and I feel better now. And sometimes that's what helps. But yeah, in the moment, you're like, holy shit, I gotta get to the bench. So anyway, statement game by the Blues against Colorado killed a six on three. Colorado's power play at home was almost fifty percent, um, and they killed that off. Imagine not scoring on a six on three to tie the game with a minute to go. <laughs> if you're if you're a Colorado, imagine the we, frustration. So I, I was talking to my uh, one of my teammates last night. And I said, you know, you could put three of the best penalty killers in NHL history out there. I'm thinking, I don't know, Jean Beliveau, uh Chris Pronger, Nicholas Lidstrom. You put those three out there against that Colorado power play in a six on three. Well, there's still a damn good chance. That the Colorado have See, let you're going to score a goal. Here's the thing with that too: is that they're going to get chances. A six on three. There, I mean, there's so many. All, all you're doing as a defense is you're playing a triangle and you're trying to to uh, keep the stuff to the outside. You, and, yep. and, and 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 any rebounds you clear. Uh, don't allow. Uh, try not allow like a backdoor pass tap in. Other than that, you're either you're going to fire away and. Uh, McCarr's shot. McCarr, <laughs> McCarr had the game tied uh, on his stick. And uh, now, granted, the, the the still shot that was shared, um, he's he's reaching out for the puck, and Bennington is is down on the other side of the goal, and he's got a wide open net, nothing in between. But if you advance it a few more frames, there are two. There's a uh, two Blues players in sticks that come across out of nowhere, like desperation. And so, had he tried to shot, shoot that puck, he'd have had to have gotten it in the air pretty quick to get it over. Because the Blues did a good job of getting their sticks over, at least on the ice, to take the low stuff away. And uh, I don't know if Bennington would have got back over in, in time to stop that. But uh, but 
he also made an amazing save on McKinnon. I think it was McKinnon, right? The the one timer, uh, left side. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. Yep. Total. Push oh my off. god. Yeah. Oh my god. Amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, but you know, that, he sucks. That took me. Yeah, that took me back to uh, that series in uh, nineteen or not nineteen twenty um, when when we got swept by them. Right. He. Yep. He was great at making that save. Yeah, and people yeah. will tell you too that didn't watch the series that he wasn't very good in that series. Right. Oh, it's terrible. That, that, that's a the, that's that's the a perfect Blues example. Lost, so yeah. he was awful. That's a perfect example. He played really well in that series, but we lost every game, and his numbers weren't great. You know, but right. we, but we but he was he was really really good. The Blues right. were terrible they, in that series. They stopped oh, playing in front awful. of him. They they got outplayed the badly. The only player to me who showed up was Justin Falk, and he got destroyed by. Guess who? Nazem Kadri oh. in the second game. Wait, he took out our most important player in a series. Yeah, yeah, isn't that crazy? Dude, that's the thing too. And, that's the thing too. We that, that's all racist for not liking him after he did it the second time. <laughs> well, there were some racists in there, but there were oh, some. There were some, not most. No, 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 no. There were a handful of of uh, idiots that said oh, stupid yeah. things, yes. uh, non hockey related bullshit about the about him which was uncalled for and and no and no logical rational person is going to stand by that. But yeah, so that's another reason why the Blues fan Blues fans in general and the Blues too, they they want to stick it to Colorado. There's two years in a row. Uh Kadri took it to and granted, he's not there anymore, but still. It's still Colorado. Uh taking out Falk and taking out Bennington. That's another one. So and and I think you know that's and then that's part of why I don't think people talk about that much. You know the whole stick swinging incident with Bennington and Kadri. Um, that's that plays back on when Kadri took out Falk. Bennington's you know he's got a grudge against uh, Falk, against uh, Kadri, so he's he's picking a fight with Kadri. You know, and all Kadri has to do is drop the gloves with Bennington, and then if Bennington doesn't want to fight and skates away then you can talk shit about Bennington. But if they go at it, you know, I mean, if you, if you hate him so much, you know, have your guy, have one, one, call for one of your players to fight him or do something. No one does anything. Yep. Um, uh, before we move on to the next topic, yeah. we do have a couple pressing questions here for Bill. Uh, Mike Leon asks, can we please get Bill Day's official World Cup winner prediction? What do you got there, Bill? Um, glad I saw it. Had a little little, little time to prep for this. Um, I, so I think Brazil's considered the heavy favorite, but there's no way I can say that they're going to win it because they love Bobby Firmino out. That just you, you don't do that. The guy's the guy's on a world class heater, and you leave him off the roster. Uh, you're asking for trouble, and you go with my my uh, least favorite player of all time over him, uh, Richarlison. Uh, bad move by Tite. Um, so not Brazil. Uh, I'm going to. Uh, I'll give you a couple of predictions here. I think Canada stays in it longer than the U.S. Whoa. Um, which I don't like, but I think that's what's going to happen. The U.S. just never has any luck in these tournaments. They're pretty young this um, year, aren't they, U.S.? They're a real young team. Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and that's 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 the reason why they're there, right? They they didn't you know try to try to continue to ride Clint Dempsey's coattails uh, at this point. You know, he's he's retired at this point, but uh, it seems like something they would have done uh, under previous regimes. Um, no, they they've got an exciting young group, um, but I I don't see them going too far. Um, you know, I I I have this feeling that France is going to wind up there in the end i think mbappe is going to have an insane tournament but yeah wait my my emotional killian mbappe killian mbappe yes. okay i hope they win because that guy sounds awesome yeah and yeah so my my uh my f- who would i like to see win if if the u.s can't do it um i i, I would like to see england get it but nah, it's probably not gonna happen I'd say look out for Luxembourg. That's my prediction. They're going to upset a lot. I'll say uh, especially since they're not at the tournament. Looking at <laughs> looking at my list here of uh, favorites, I just pulled up. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with uh, oh y- your prediction of uh, Canada staying in long in the U.S. I guess it depends what pool they're in, right? Um, yeah. But, it, it, U.S. got drawn pretty tough. What England's is England's in their pool? I forget my England okay. and who else got. Um, it's 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 a, a tough draw. All right, Argentina. Mm. Argentina is a great pick. I've always liked Argentina ever since uh, the Sega Master Systems great soccer game. Right. They they because had they, Diego Maradona. They well they it was uh the 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 game Argentina was Argentina was very good in that game. And I was always Argentina, so that's that's why I like them. <laughs> so going back to uh, like made up player names, like I mentioned earlier, with some of the Blackhawks players, I've always said Roddick Foxa sounds like a fake Roddick name. Foxa. So whenever yeah. whenever people start talking about soccer, I'm like, oh yeah, that Roddick Foxa is really good. <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like you're saying someone's name wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or am I? No, I'm just saying it sounds. I mean, no, I'm I'm saying that. The way the way it's oh, pronounced, so like, it sounds like yeah. it's being said wrong. You know, yeah. uh, that can't be how it's what? said. The announcer's Fasca. drunk again. It's Fasca, you Fasca. idiot. <laughs> Ask Ken Wilson; he'll know. <laughs> <laughs> he'll say it ten different ways, ten different games in a row. Uh, friend of the show, Ken Wilson. <laughs> yes, friend of the show. Friend of the show, Ken Wilson. Uh, say it's Cairo. Cairo is fast. Um, well, he he did win fastest skater. So, yep. Matt Harris says Kairou is faster than Mbappe. That reminds me of that old. That's uh, a Hanson song. I don't know. I don't know who it was. Was it Mbappe? Nike? Mbappe. Mbappe. Um, no. Uh, was it? They had the fastest man in the world at the time. I can't remember who it was. And they're like, and he's gonna go up against Sergey Fedorov. And it shows the guy like running on ice, and he's not going anywhere. And Federer uh, is taking a nice. quick lap around him, and he's like, "That guy's not very fast." <laughs> you guys remember that commercial? I vaguely, <laughs> vaguely. I think it was like a Nike commercial. Maybe I can't remember. Sounds about right. Uh, so advanced goaltending stats and Greg Wyshynski, which we touched on briefly to start the show. Uh, after uh, the tremendous performance by Bennington against Colorado on Monday. Uh, Wyshynski tried to give all of the credit to uh, the defense instead of goaltending, which the defense did play well. They did play a pretty good game. 
Uh, much better, much improved defensive effort for the yes. Blues. Yes. But uh, to say that Bennington wasn't, you know, the number one star in that game, which he should have been, he wasn't, but he should have been, uh, is just, you know, he posted Bennington's record and stats again. Um, and he was once again told to, quote, watch the games by people who actually watch the games. But okay, he, get, let me interrupt, because yeah. my favorite was how you worded it. How you you had watch, oh. slap, game, <laughs> slap, watch, slap, the, slap, games, slap, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, I got, I mean, it, th- that was my, that was my, like, throw my hands in the air. It's like, wh- it should be, I mean, what I'm, what I'm saying is not, and the general consensus of, of of anybody who watches the games and is watching Bennington play, uh, they know you can see it. He's playing very well. Uh, and Jr. tweeted out today, which was great. You know, uh, this season has been uh, in the first period of this of the, of the game tonight. This season has been some of the the best goaltending in Bennington's uh, career. And thinking of 2018-19, that's saying a lot. And uh, so there was a bunch of replies after that tagging Wyshynski. <laughs> Don't let well, Wyshynski like, see this. I know, you know, I you can say what you want about like BK and Ferrario, their show, but like Ferrario is not one to jump on social media and go after anyone. Even he was commenting back to Wyshynski, like, dude, watch the games and shut up is basically what he was saying. Like, because like some uh, uh, Rogue Rick actually is is his name on Twitter. Yeah, um, he, he's a listener of our show, and he tweeted. I think it was after. Yeah, I think it was during the Colorado game. Yeah, he tweeted was like, "Oh, Wyshynski, take a look at tonight's game." Uh-huh. And Wyshynski's response, he quote tweeted and said, um, "Some like imagine dying on this hill that Jordan Bennington is playing well this season." And I'm like. Imagine dying on the hill that he's not playing well and not watching a single fucking minute of him playing. Yeah. Like I, you can't you can't combat every single person who's watching the games and telling me that you know better than those people. How is this a conversation? How is this even up for debate? This is absurd. I, I, I mean, you, you, there's okay, and we've talked about advanced stats and stats before. You know, advanced stats can be great. Um but if you don't watch the team play, you're, you know, I, I think uh, one of the Wyshynski's responses, what kind of started all this, was in response to a Rutherford tweet and about how well Bennington was playing. And he was like, say what now? He's, he's playing well. And he posted advanced was, stats about was, how, how poorly he was playing. It, it was a response to Doug Armstrong when he had the press conference. Yes. Was it four games in the league streak right. or That's whatever? Right. It was a quote and of Doug Armstrong. And he said, like, right. the Bennington's, the, 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 uh, the goaltending's been good. And he was like, say what now about the goaltending? Right. And he, like, posted the stats. And it's yeah. like, okay, dude, shut the fuck up. Watch the games. Yeah. Like, well, and his his argument then was, well, of course, it's the GM who handed out the contracts. Going to defend his guy. Yeah. And it's like, okay, what about all these other things that other people who are watching them play? And, again, I'm not just saying fans. I get fans can be stupid sometimes. But, like, everyone who reports on the Blues is saying – Bates is playing fucking great, and Grice has been fine. Like, pay attention to those people, dude. Here's the deal, too, with Bennington. The kind of player he is, the kind of person he is, and how polarizing of a player he is. This fan base, when he's on, loves him. When he's off, they want him out of the net. They they can't. Oh, yeah. They will tell you. 
Okay, so he's a polarizing guy. So if you're playing well, you can do whatever you want on the ice. You can be an asshole. But if you're not, and you're pulling shit, they're like, get the fuck off the ice, right? They, right. They, this 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 fan base does not tolerate poor goaltending. Okay, we no. went through it with Jake Allen. He was just a, a villain on social media for the longest time. You know, oh, but fans now that called he's him gone, out. Everybody loves him. <laughs> fans called him out. Um, so if he was playing poorly, if he was genuinely playing poorly, this fan base would let you know. Sometimes this fan base lets you know if a goalie's playing poorly when they're playing, uh, when they're when they're not playing poorly. But when this many people are are in agreement as a fan base, we've discussed this before. You know, fan bases. Uh, you know, there are chunks that get things wrong all the time. But I mean, it's like a consensus, you know, amongst the fan base. And when you have that. You got to listen to them, and especially, and also, and, and take into account all the media that covers this team, that watches this team every game, reports on this team, covers this game, the podcasts, us, people who watch every minute of every game, uh, and and do shows like this and talk about things in detail, things that Wyshynski never does about this about the Blues ever. He'll look up some figures, look up some stats. He might watch some highlights and then write a story about whatever, but he doesn't watch the team as intently as all all of us do. And anybody who watches the games as intently as we do knows for a fact that Wyshynski is just fucking wrong. His stats are not indicative of how Bennington has been playing. It's just inaccurate. And for him to come online online and and counter uh, uh, people like JR and people in the media who actually cover the team, on a daily basis, and to say they're wrong based on some because he has numbers on a paper that say otherwise is fucking stupid. Well, and, it's an idiot. For, it's asinine. Listen, for me, his his first response of say what now about the goalies or whatever. Okay, I was upset about that. I was like, all right, man, shut the fuck up. You clearly haven't watched him play. But like, when people are like, seriously, next time the Blues play, watch, watch the game. Like, you will see what everybody's talking about. I'm not going to assume, but I'm going to guess that he still has not watched a full 60 minutes of Blues hockey this season. Well, he doubled down. Because all, After all Colorado. of his shit. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. Which is all like All of his stupid. shit responses are, well, ugh, look at these stats. And it's just, you're literally saying, and this was the joke I made earlier in the show, you're literally saying you don't have to watch any hockey at all. You just have to look at advanced stats, and you can tell exactly what's happening. That's not the case in any sport, especially hockey. Like, you you need to be able to look. And you're telling me, and again, look at the L.A. game. Look at the Montreal game. Like, dude, watch just the goals in that game. And you're telling me Jordan Bennington's supposed to come up with all those saves? No fucking way. No goalie in the history of the NHL is walking away giving up only one goal or two goals in those games. It's ridiculous. I think I think uh you know it was ridiculous for him to for his initial interaction with Blues fans uh about the Doug Armstrong quote. But then when he doubled down after uh the Colorado game, that was like okay, now he's just either being an asshole or he's just so ding, stubborn ding, ding. and just doesn't want to and just refuses to accept that he's wrong because he has some both. stats that say otherwise in front of him. It doesn't make any sense. It's like, you know, how many times has Dom's model been wrong, you know, about the Blues? It was wrong last season. I mean, it looks pretty good this season, uh, but the Blues have been all over the map as far as 
I mean, how they played. So we'll see how it. We'll see how things are in a month or two. Um, oh, I've got his little kissy face response saved on Twitter. I've got that saved for when the Blues, if they turn around and make the playoffs, and it's like, oh, okay. I don't know if you remember that. Somebody said, "What happened yeah. to the Blues this season?" And he just put a kissy face as a response. Yeah, yeah. just I saw that. Shut the fuck up, dude. Just yeah. shut up. Yeah, it was. And it's the same way with Shinsky, man. I mean, I I literally even told him. I've interviewed the guy multiple times on other shows. I I did it on the radio a few times. I think uh, my other podcast I used to do, I had him on there. I used to love the guy. Uh, Bill, you said it earlier. Like, when he was with Yahoo, his shtick was funny. He was enjoyable. He was lighthearted. But, man, he, like Dom, has become such a goddamn troll on social media and even in the shit that he writes, which, by the way, riddled with typos. Just going to put that out there. Um, (laughs) As an English major, I have to notice those things. But, yeah, it's just like, dude, back the fuck up. Like, don't – and that's the thing. Like, when he said to Rogue Rick, like, imagine dying on this hill. I mean, You're making fun of of a guy who's watching all the games. You're telling him that he's the one dying on a bad hill – when you're the one who hasn't watched a fucking second and you're basing everything off advanced stats and com- combating everyone without any any inclination of being like, maybe I'm wrong. None of that. It's, no, I'm right. I know because I'm looking at advanced stats. Shut the fuck up, dude. I, 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 I And he's he's living in some kind of advanced stats echo chamber where he's just every – He's he's convinced that you know advanced stats. You, you don't have to watch the games, and I and to some degree, and an I, eight game losing streak. Just you know to kind of put my point on this: an eight game losing streak really feeds that narrative, right? No results. Sure, stats are stats look bad. Sure, I win. Sure, yep. and and. And it's funny because the thing is, is that that if you actually watch, and I I hate having to use that stupid line over again. If you actually watched the games, you know, uh, you would see that Bennington is that was the Blues' best though? player. Well, it, I, well, it just feels like <laughs> I'm being so repetitive. Stupid. I'm being so I I just feel like I'm being so repetitive. And 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 mm-hmm. Wyshynski's had responses to you. He's had responses to me. Uh, uh, Dom's had interactions with 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 both of us about. Uh, uh, about his model. It's just like nobody's fucking listening. So I just have to keep saying it over and over again. It's like, guys, you don't understand. Obviously, you know, I, I don't care the Blues lost eight in a row. Uh, th- there's reasons why they've lost. Bennington is not the problem. He's not one of the reasons why they've been playing so bad. He's he's actually, I'm trying to think back. He may have allowed a, like three goals this season. He maybe should have had. I don't know. Not many. In, in how many games he's played. So I, he's been very good. I, and I just don't I it's I don't care what the stats it's say. Maddening. I don't care. it is. It's maddening it's to have so, somebody tell you that you're wrong when they you know, when you've read the textbook, you've studied for the test and somebody comes in and you, you ace the test and they look at the test and they say, No, you flunked. And it's like yeah. No. But no, I got everything right. No. Did I? Did the, I not fill in the like, bubbles correctly? Like, like who, what the fuck? Who, who are you? <laughs> I'm I'm new to this class. I haven't I haven't I haven't attended. I'm just, but you know you're all wrong. Just because I think you're wrong. It's 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 it's, well, it's and weird. Let's face it. Which is, he's not a young guy. He's at least my age, if not you know in his forties. 
like you guys. Um, <laughs> sorry, I had to throw that in he there. He might be older than us. Um, he, his his hairline suggests that he's older than us. No, he's, <laughs> he's. I think he's right at our age. Is he? I, okay. I think, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, so yeah, he's he's about our. So he remembers a time before advanced stats, and same as Dom. Like these aren't twenty-two year old kids fresh out of college coming in. Oh well, we got books on this. We, no, you remember a time before advanced stats where the eye test was important and remains to be important. But to literally, I mean, he is literally saying there is no eye test. It's all analytics. Yeah. And again, look at let's look at just Dom's model. In one season, you could say, oh, one season's an anomaly. It's an 82-game season with playoffs. In one season, the Blues totally outperformed Dom's model last year. And guess what? They did it the year before that and the year before that. So clearly, analytics are not 100% the answer to hockey. So go die on your hill, Wish, because you ain't fucking right. Um. to some degree, I understand why they use stats the way they do, because they're national guys, right? They, they're they expected to talk about all the teams at, at some point and to jump around. They can't watch all the games. They can't do it. So they have to use stats to try and fill in a lot of the gaps. It's like Jurassic Park. When they used, uh, was it frog DNA in the, in the dinosaur uh, and to, 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 yeah, to, no. to complete the DNA strain and it fucked everything up. Um, I think you're right. I think frog is right. I think it was frog. So they're using advanced stats to fill in all the gaps since they can't watch the games, all the games. Uh, at best, they're watching highlights, right? So they're not, and they use advanced stats because they can't. And, they, and then they write an article on based on the advanced stats and, uh, and they might throw a couple of YouTube highlights in there to try and back and, up what they're saying. And, I've and, even said before, I'm fine with that. You can't possibly, nobody can sit and watch all the games every night. I am fine with them using advanced stats, maybe even like input from somebody who maybe watched the game. I don't know. Whatever they do to write articles. But to get on social media and to completely just dismiss everyone, even people in the know, I'm not even saying us, I'm saying like Jr. People who are in the media with the team understand hockey to completely dismiss that and just be like, nope, you're wrong. Advanced stats say otherwise. Come on. Come on. Open your eyes. That's not all there is to hockey. He didn't even use advanced stats last time after Colorado. I think he just used win-loss. That's all he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. It was like you talk about the most useless stat for a a goalie. Yeah, for a goalie, that is the mo- win-loss, even GAA to me, is the most useless stat to a goalie. Uh, oh, yeah, okay, Brandon Toma says, uh, Ponder, close the rant with, so I'm going to do this. Do your research! <laughs> but I'll also add, uh, I'm going to add this, just keep this up there the rest of the show. Mike Leon, you are sexy and you are young AF, Ponder. Mm. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Let's just keep this up there. You guys cool with that? <laughs> uh, may have to go to commercial. Uh, blues, uh, blues, the Blues schedule gets easier now. Uh, we'll discuss that after a word from our friends at Sunrise Brewery. Do you like hockey? No, of course you do. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Are you 21? Let's hope so. If you answered yes to all of those questions, 
Run on down to your local beer distributor and pick up a 2-4 of Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, or any other delicious hockey-themed beer from Centerize Brewery. That's right, Centerize Brewery beer is available at various beer stores around town. So check around for the one closest to you. That's Centerize Brewery. Let's go Blues. Uh, up next for the Blues, we got uh, they are in or they're home against home against the Capitals. Uh, Caps aren't playing well. They're six in the Metro, sitting <laughs> sitting at uh, seven nine and two for sixteen points, and only have two wins in the last nine games. And then it's back to back games versus Anaheim on Saturday and Monday. Both games for the uh, in St. Louis, uh, which is kind of odd to have back to back. Which I'm yeah, it's odd, but it really shouldn't be. You know, West Coast team in St. Louis. No, we, eh. we talked about this during yeah. the uh, the after the, the the COVID year. That that's something I think the, they should do. They talk about yeah. how oh the travels could be so expensive, and it's like, okay, do series, do two game series against every team at least in your uh, your conference. So you have, you know, Calgary. Oh, let's say is coming to town. Oh, when you travel, do your two, which they are doing. That is later, right. but you get Calgary come to town. You have two home games against them. Put them back to back. That way, they're not coming to St. Louis the rest of the year. Yeah, like like a like a West Coast trip, like do two games against each or something like that, yeah. or you know whatever. Yeah, I guess. Do it baseball style. A little bit. Yeah, I'd be cool. With or, that. or or something like that. Um, Anaheim is last in the Pacific at five ten and one. So uh, these games here uh, against uh, the Capitals and the Anaheim, and then there's Buffalo, who's. I know Buffalo. Well, we got a, a little Tage Thompson. Buff- yeah, uh, Buffalo is, is. And when they went out west, they they ran over the the Western Conference teams. Um, they they had a great stretch, but and, they've lost and, seven in a row now, though. Yeah, they've, they they <laughs> fell off. We lost quickly. Wait, we this lost is this is what trade. Buffalo always mm-hmm. does. I mean, Buffalo. Always high starts expectations off well. They through uh, October. I'm not even sure the expectations are high, but they always have a good record to start the year. I mean, uh, first ten, twelve games, whatever, and then they just fall. They they fall apart. Um, that's yeah. It's I, yeah. I, I didn't really I hadn't really been following Buffalo that closely. You know, mostly just the Tage Thompson stuff <laughs> because we apparently lost the trade now. Uh, but they've lost seven in a row. So, yeah, so we've got – let's see, what we got here? we got uh, Washington, then Anaheim twice, then Buffalo. So we there's lost the trade and the ponder. Yeah, we lost the trade and the ponder. He had to take a break for something. So the next four games, uh, you know, I'm not going to say easy points, but easier than the last – well, Chicago game wasn't a game that was expected to, for the Blues to lose necessarily. Uh, but yeah, after Vegas and Colorado, then we got uh, these four games are games that the Blues could theoretically win all four or three or four. I think even win three or four, you're in good shape there. Um, and then of course you got some tough ones: Tampa Bay, Florida, and Dallas. So it's good to get points in the bank here against these teams when you uh, right. when you have a tough three games and four nights against Tampa Bay, Florida, and Dallas. Ouch. Right. And you you want to go into those games as close to 500 as possible after that shit eight game stretch. Speaking of shit, <laughs> hey, actually, oh, I thought that's actually what you, that's 
That's pretty close. No, uh, my I heard my cat uh, uh, starting to throw up, and I was like, I'm going to run him into the laundry room to where we don't have carpet. Ah, uh, so, smart call. move. Good call. Cats do yep. give you about, what is it, like 10 seconds, 12 seconds, 15 seconds of like That's why I had warning. no time to literally <laughs> message you guys and be like, shit, give me one second. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you go pick it up and run into the room, put it down, and it just looks at you. Like, well, go yeah. ahead, do it. It's, no, I don't have to. He did, yeah, he okay. did that. He looked at me, and I'm just like, <laughs> no, I know. Just go. <laughs> uh, so the Blues are 7 and 8 and 0 oh right now. Uh, so they're almost back at 500 with four games coming up with it. Uh, we just talked about, Jeff, the four games that the Blues, you know, easy, uh, quote, easy games on the schedule, I guess. Um, that is if you're assuming the Blues are a good team, right? These are, are lesser you guys, teams. Oh. Are you guys aware that Anaheim still has not won in regulation? Is that right? All of their home, all of their wins are in overtime. They have five overtime wins. Yeah. Wow. I didn't realize that. Yep. Yeah. I actually just learned that earlier today. I was like, "Whoa, that's that's pretty bad." So I really do want them to get a regulation win, maybe before we play them, <laughs> because that, that would be nice. That's a that's something that so we don't we don't give up back-to-back regulation wins to them. Right. And they play Winnipeg tomorrow. So they're in Winnipeg. Ooh. So I don't know if they're going to win that game. Maybe. You never know. Stranger back-to-back game happened. is against Anaheim uh, after the game against Washington. So, and then a game against Buffalo. Those are four winnable games. Easy. Should be. I agree. For a good team. A good team could win all four, should win three or four. Um, and we should be That'd put us at. Let's see, what's our record then? Would be. Uh, did I just leave the calendar? No, okay. Our record would be well, we're seven and eight now. Ten and so nine if we uh, won three or four. Yeah. So. And you know what? I mean, unfortunately, for the next little while, I think at least through the end of the year, if they want to compete for being, you know, not a wild card team, they pretty much have to go at least three out of four the rest of the way. <sighs> Well, uh, we've got, let's see, 15 games played. We're a game behind Chicago in games played in Nashville. And we're, uh, let's see. Oh, I've got the, I got sorted by the wrong. I'm saying, I'm saying points. calendar year, by the way, not, not the right. entire season. If that's the point, they'll more than eclipse that. So we're, th- uh, San Jose's played three games more than we have, and they've a point more than we do. Uh, so if we win that game in hand, we should, we could jump over a few teams here. So, I mean, depending on how the teams play in front of us, if the Blues were well over the next uh, four games, which they very well could, uh, we could jump over a handful of teams here. So, Right. Yeah. And, I mean, just thinking back, you know, to our last show, did, did any of us expect that we were going to get four points out of Colorado and Vegas? I was just hoping to be in San Jose and uh, right. see what happened after that. But, yeah, I – because, like we talked about, the San Jose game, to me, anyway, was like if we had lost that game, like in bad fashion, like 5-2 to two or something, that would have been, I mean, that could have been like the trigger game to make a, right. a, a, a like, a, like I said, a Van Ryan firing or something. Because you can't, you got to do something. You just can't keep waiting. I mean, I'm not saying make a big move, but you got to make, you got to do something with with the coaching staff or something. So, uh, uh 
Funny comment here. Justin Scott, who I think is a new live a listener. A new live He listener. says, hey, fellas, uh, Big W, and I hope you guys went over this, but Scott Darling is a loser man. <laughs> yeah, we, we we did go over it. We did cover so, Scott Darling. Did Make you, sure you uh, catch the podcast tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Did you Did you guys catch the uh, the Blues tweet after the win tonight? Oh, no. What? They, uh, they trolling? Darling, don't say a oh, word. Oh, <laughs> nice. I love it. I love See, it. I love great. this stuff. This is great. With, with yep. the mom's pictured, right? Oh, oh, that's perfect. Hush, little darling. God, don't say a word. So genius. Man, the blue social media team uh, has leaps and bounds over the last couple of years. Leaps and bounds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. They got, they've got. they improved Agreed. so much. They, I think they've had the reins taken off and a lot more creative. Well, they have. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I will tell you, when I was in the media, there was some quite the restrictions on what they could say, what they could do for social media and yeah it is not like that at all anymore which is great they're they're quite behind the times on that but i'm glad they finally came around that's awesome that's funny good stuff (laughs) that's really good that's hilarious good job blue social team (sighs) yeah so i guess you know and it's funny because uh the way how big of a sports town st louis is you know scott darling is now public enemy for life in st louis pretty much for mm-hmm. hockey fans, mm-hmm. he if he if he shows up at a Blues game, a Blues and Hawks game or something, they put him on TV on the jumbotron, he'll get booed. <laughs> before they wouldn't, just say this. they wouldn't know who he was before, but now he gets booed. Yep, I'll just say this now. Um, we, uh, uh, I, I think I mentioned this last week. I had a friend, or well, actually, technically, my boss came into town last week. Never been to St. Louis in his life. Uh, brought him to uh, uh, Three Kings. Gave him a four hands beer and uh, he tried toasted ravioli. And he's like, I am coming back here. This place is great. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it is. I was like, this, I love this city. And he, he still like still messages me like, Hey man, uh, for Christmas, you got to send me that four hands, man. You got to send me some stuff. So yeah. Screw you, Scott darling. St. Louis has its issues like any other city does in a bigger city. It's just, you know, uh, maybe more so in some areas than others, but I mean, to 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 knock St. Louis as a as a, on the whole, I mean, there's a ton of good shit going on in St. Louis. Lots of stuff to do. The food scene is tremendous. The beer scene is tremendous. Um, you know, and it's just funny to 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 hear someone give that. He he played two games here in St. Louis. You know that he played two road games in St. Louis in his career. And he's all of a sudden an expert on the city. <laughs> well, let's okay, but let's walk that back a bit. He was a backup here for a lot of games, I'm sure. Not a lot. So he's traveled to St. Louis. I'm sure a player, a, a plenty of amount. Eh, some, but still, yeah. Your point is valid, though. It's not like Corey Crawford who right came here all the time. Ed Belfour. Your name is Scott Darling. You maybe came here at most ten times. I was gonna say like four times. Well. Three times a year, they play six times, right? Or four times, twice a year, four. Uh, they, play, they play four, four to five, I believe. I'd say he didn't even come for ten times. I'd say it was probably more like eight, maybe. Probably not hard to look up, but it yeah. would just take some time to do the math. Yeah. All right, uh, I think we're ready to wrap this show up. Blues play tomorrow. Um, hopefully, keep the streak going. Four wins in a row. We'll be having the, for anybody who's interested, uh, maybe in the area that wants to come out, we'll be having the Ponder Cup draft 
uh, tomorrow during the game. Seven o'clock, Hot Shots Benton. So anybody in the area that wants to pop out, you know, say hi, maybe make a donation to our charities. Love to see you. Otherwise, we'll see you at the Stanley Ponder Cup Memorial Tournament on Saturday. Looking forward to that. Hopefully, uh, I'll be seeing you boys out there at some point. For sure. Uh, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by Idealife, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidealife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidealife.com. And get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockinthatidealife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis's tasty hockey-themed beer. Check out your local beer vendors for availability. That's Center Ice Brewery beer. Please drink responsibly. And by Mike Burgoyne from Real Brokerage Realty. Visit strikewithmike.com today for all of your home buying and selling needs. That's strikewithmike.com. That'll wrap up Episode 8 of Season 11 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've been bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, hush, little darling. Let's go, Blues. That's okay. Uh, yeah, let's go, Blues, and let's go Team Ponder in the Ponder Cup. Hell yeah. Yeah, and we didn't get to mention it, but let's go Blues and let's go City SC. Mm, nice. Hell yeah. Very good. That's right. It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one, now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again. Rough and tough and got the stuff to win They'll always get one more No matter what the score They are quite a hockey team, my friend